Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new year of the Euphoria podcast, full of laughs, hopefully lists, definitely lists, and crushing inevitable disappointment at the hands of LEC super teams. Woo! <laughs> Uh, my name is Dracos, and joining me as my full-time co-host for this year is none other, and hopefully for more years in the future, I'd like to keep one. <laughs> it's not the defense against the dark arts position, I swear, maybe. Um, joining me as the yeah. brand new teacher for defense against the dark arts <laughs> is none other than Rob Dagda-Price, LEC and LPL caster, analyst, incredibly nice human. Oh. You may remember him from such uh, career feats as, you know, world finals and these big prestigious games or, and or that time that he brought food to Cadrill on stream. <laughs> uh, one of those two you will surely recommend uh, or remember, but welcome, dude. Good to have you. Yeah, glad to be here. Uh, it's nice to actually like come across for the first time, but like I did actually bring some things because you know the way when you're getting married, yeah, you bring, yeah. it's like something new, something blue, something borrowed, right? So I didn't, I forgot that, but I've yeah, heard that at some point yeah, in my life. So yes. I borrowed... Cage's love and brought you the shy. You you brought me uh, the, the shy. shy. What is this? A playing card? It's a, it's a player card. Yeah, that's like a fan card of the shy. The shy that has like some weird fr phrases and sayings. I don't know. I don't feel like he said them in particular, but they've All got right, some. Let me try to read this because <laughs> it is tiny. Damn, this is tiny. The shy. When the sun is shining, I can do anything. No mountain is too high. No trouble too difficult to overcome. No river wide enough, no mountain valley. This is just the lyrics to... <laughs> it's the something. <laughs> <laughs> darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only yeah. love can... What? I'm pretty sure that's from Death Note. <laughs> but yeah. This is... Okay, this is sick. This is such random... This is dope. I will hold <laughs> yeah. on. This will be my bookmark forever. <laughs> what an excellent gift. Yeah. Thank you, Rob. And then the other one I brought is 100 Words for Grant, which is a little book of Irish chat, because there are going to be some things that I say in this podcast that are not going to make any sense. Okay, which you is let like, me know when I need to bust this out to translate yeah. for the, the viewer at home. Yeah, because we've got some weird... Wow, so I was Rob. explaining to um, Maureen, which is our makeup artist earlier on, it's like to say male sagosha is like a term of endearment, which is like, ah, like ah, my dear, thanks. So there's there you got a smile on your face. Is that actually what it no, means? It is actually in the book. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look, I was told that there's a a swear jar, which is a bit, which I feel is a little bit unfair to implement a swear jar. The second well, Irishman joins the podcast. All right, implemented <laughs> this year. Brand new Euphoria feature: the Euphoria swear jar. Every time you swear, you have to put money in the jar. We don't have a jar yet. So we're going to try to be good on our language this yeah. podcast episode, and we'll do something cool with the jar yeah. for Euphoria fans or somebody. We'll do something cool with what I assume will be a full jar of money, full-ass jar of money. Let's just get the jar started there. Um, yeah, we're going to do some other stuff, cool stuff this year, too. we got a lot of room for experimentation. We're going to try to you know branch out, try some new things. Obviously, never want to get too far away from the core podcast formula, but I already have a phrase in this book that I'm going to try to bring up later in the day um thank you a hundred words for grand the little book of yeah. irish chat i will be able to translate rob for all those people at home who don't understand irish idioms exactly so rob you're welcome we're set. You're, i i feel bad <laughs> i didn't bring you anything i give you the gift of writing a tier list that will most certainly <laughs> yeah. get, get you flamed. flamed yes yeah. absolutely Beautiful. um today and the episode at its core other than just kind of chat and shit as we usually do um, there's a brand new season. By the time this episode comes out, the patch will have gone, I think, just live. I think mm -hmm. according to... It's um, like today. 
They revealed the times in the in the patch notes, and I believe it's essentially noon in whatever time zone you're in, and it's okay. a staggered a staggered release based on time zone. So everyone's essentially getting access at noon. Is what I remember. Don't quote me on that. That was not an official statement. That's just what I remember. Um, but it's a new season. There's a bunch of new stuff going on. We're going to talk about that first. And then after that, it's time for a brand new Euphoria tier list that will, of course, age like fine wine and um, answer all of your questions about what to expect for the team's upcoming because we yeah. for sure have all the answers. That is our job. And we've always nailed it. We've always we've never messed nailed it. it. Never no. once have we at Euphoria completely griefed it on a tier list or put a team where they didn't belong. We are prophetic at our worst, um, omnipotent at our best. So just things to consider. We're really good at this thing. Um, but Rob, let's talk about this new season, man. Um, the big yeah. big part of it, I think, there are two huge portions of the season change. One is the map changes. The other is an essentially an entire itemization rework. Again, we're not gonna talk about all of the changes here. The patch notes are out. It is a book. Yeah. It is like a seven part series written to rival Harry Potter. It is so long. Um, and so if that feels overwhelming to you, I'm sure there'll be a lot of content creators making stuff that's more digestible. Also, the show this weekend, the OIC returns, and we're going to talk about the stuff that's impacting pro play. So don't worry if it feels like a lot now. Just play the game. Try to have fun. I swear we will all figure it out together. And for today, we're just going to talk about some of the stuff that's the most exciting for us. Rob, what's what's on your mind, first and foremost? Um, so there's a couple of different things. So I think the the one that I think we've seen a loss is AD LeBlanc is back. Because yes, there's so many is. energized attacks that are happening at every point in time. So there's a new item called Voltaic Cyclo Sword, which means that... <laughs> yeah, which I, is a mouthful. Yeah, which is going to be great to say every single time. And maybe I've even messed it up because maybe I spelled the wrong in the notes I wrote. Okay, <laughs> but, uh, all right, all right. Let's, let's give people at home... Are you Read it off for us if yeah, you have it okay, on Okay, hang hand. on. I'll get it, yeah. So I put down a quick one, which I, is basically... I can, I can read it real quick. So Voltaic Cycle Sword is the new Kirchy Shard energized item. It is a lethality alternative to the other energized thing. It's built out of the Brutalizer, which is back, spoiler, similar item, not quite the same. Brutalizer, Kirchy Sword, some extra money. Um, moving and attacking generates an energized attack, as it always does. The kicker here is that dashes and stealth attacks uh, energize 75% faster. So yeah. similar to when Chemtech Akali was good, when she could, um, you know, really stack that passive up really quickly, Blanc to do something similar with Voltaic Cycle Sword. Yeah, so I've seen like Static Shiv, Triforce, Voltaic Cycle Sword, which is already ruining it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a, uh, yeah. So basically it's an absolute nightmare. So a bunch of pros are playing it. I'm probably going to see that from the get-go. Um, the other ones that I've kind of noticed is like Ash support, very, very strong at the moment because she's got a combo with like Imperial Mandate, is very, very strong. Slowing or immobilizing deals 12% of current health. Yeah. Um, but the then there's the new one, which comes in on top of that, which is Zazex Realm Spike, which is basically like Infernal Soul AoE, where mm -hmm. you deal 3% of max health as well whenever you hit someone. Yeah. So basically, you hit someone, you slow them, which then allows someone to proc Imperial Mandate, which then gets the 12% current health on top of that. And you're just dealing a boatload of extra damage. Plus, she's super strong and push and everything like that. And she's been massive here, um, at least in the 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 in-houses that I've seen. Yeah. But I do have a little bit of a scary one. Okay, wait, hold on. Just for, <laughs> just for real quick, if, if that kind of flew past you, um, there's a bunch of changes to support items. All supports start yeah. with the same item. It, all, it builds eventually into one of five free upgrades that don't offer any more base stats, but offer unique things. In this case, the Infernal Soul kind of passive is one of them. And uh, Mandate got changed, so it only does damage when someone else procs it. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so you put the mark on and someone else has to proc it. And so Ash remains obnoxious. Ranged supports appear to be the name of the game right now. Yeah. Um, not only can they get more gold off of their support item than their melee counterparts, um, simply because they have an easier time procking it. There are no more executes. Everyone has the yeah, same support yeah. item. You can get money from killing minions when you have a stack, but it's a flat 20 gold that's not shared, so you don't have to worry about getting cannons anymore. Or you can get uh, money from harassing. And melee champions do get two more gold, get a bit more gold as you get deeper into it. But you know, you may have noticed playing melee champions that they don't quite get to trade and harass nearly as much as an Ash, for example. Yeah, so. Yeah. Get ready for range support hell, pro play enthusiasts. <laughs> we are not seeing a melee champ for many moons. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah. what's if that's not scary so, enough, Ash support being good, <laughs> Rob, which is not fun. Least fun champion to play against, I think, in the history of League of Legends next to the true OPs. Uh, what, what's, what's freaking you out? So this isn't something that I've actually seen a lot of the in-houses in the West, but it's something that is massive in uh, China, Korea, and like Asia Pacific and that kind of area is, I think we're going towards an Arden Sensor meta. <laughs> which, <laughs> which, oh my God, that is cursed. That's horrifying. That is cursed. What is that? <laughs> um, our incredible production team has prepared a Photoshop of Rob, I think as a Snow White-esque oh, witch, yeah. offering With us an apple, an apple but I'll instead of an sensor. apple, it's Arden Sensor and it says, incredible. come here, just buy it one time. <laughs> that's well, horrifying that's nightmare yeah. fuel um yeah. i can't decide what's more horrific the photoshop or the ardent <laughs> so okay so why yeah. ardent sensor hasn't so it hasn't been played in i, I noticed that as well like we yeah. haven't seen ardent sensor we haven't seen staff of flowing water either really in in-houses yeah um and from talking to pros there's just other stuff that they're prioritizing mm -hmm. um but what why is it good yeah. what is it how much so, is it showing how are you getting act what are you seeing in these <laughs> eastern in-houses so, i know about the western in-houses so, yeah. i'm in that server i've gotten to watch a lot shout out to the people who organize yeah. that that's a fantastic so, effort but yeah there's a lot to unpack here, Rob. Yeah, so shout out to uh, Molecule. Whoever doesn't follow him on Twitter, if you like analytical content, the guy is phenomenal. And uh, really should subscribe to his Patreon. He does like a bunch of breakdowns and also has, I think it was like 250 screenshots from Asian in-houses, um, both across like in the PCS regions, in the LPL regions, in the LCK, like basically a whole, whole heap of different players that are in there. Um, so... The, in, at least in those, we're seeing a ton of enchanters across the board because enchanter items basically got massive buffs. Like there's, uh, what's the name of Dream Maker, mm -hmm. which is one of those. So when you complete your quest for support items, you can then upgrade into a bunch of different Which um, you can, orange style upgrade. You can do it anywhere on the map. And it's important yeah. to note that there's no more, sorry, just to clarify, we don't want to like go on at length here, but I just want to make sure that we're kind of keeping everybody with us as mm -hmm. we go. Spectral Sickle, Relic Shield, blah, blah, blah. It's all gone. It's one support item. It gives the same amount of stats. It upgrades. It continues to gain the same amount of stats. It's final form, which will only sit on for one second before it turns into one of these five yeah. different unique items, um, also gives the same stats. So no matter who you are as a support, you're getting the same stats, but you get this different unique passive depending on if you want to have an enchanter play style, if you want to be a tankier play style, there's this kind of crown passive that you can get. Or in the case of the one that you're talking about, Dream Maker, it's this really nice utility item that... Um, gives you a little bit more defensive stats uh, and and empowers allies to do like one empowered auto yeah. attack. So as well then, because we kind of got rid of the mythic system, you can actually buy like a bunch of like redemptions and ages. And well, then what we're seeing a lot is Rush Arden. So back on 1310, 
it got buffed a little bit. So then you'd have like your bonus attack speed would go from 15% all the way up to 30%. And the on-hit damage would go from 15 on-hit damage all the way up to 30. But now I'm coming into 14-1, they've bunched or buffed up a bunch of like the AP and stuff, which is just nice. But like as an enchanter, you kind of get like limited yeah. extra out of that. But the big bonuses are your bonus attack speed is now just 25% flat. And also your on-hit damage is 20 flat as well. So the quicker you get this, the more value you get out of it. And especially when we're seeing like Lucian Nami, incredibly strong. When you're seeing yep. like Lucian Melio, which is the big combo where you rush Ardent, is very, very strong. We're seeing a bunch of Karmas that are getting it. We're seeing a bunch of these champions that are just being able to pick up this super, super easy. Um, and then you're just giving, well, I've got a bunch of extra on-hit damage. You don't have the heal, which is back in like 717. Yeah, when, when you well, think was back... A super to like when Ignor yeah. was the meta breaker and yeah. like, oh, you know, they were the guys who were playing Ivern instead and he was playing Leona Fervor bottom. Yeah. That meta where Arden was literally hell, mm-hmm. that was healing on hit. So it's yeah. not quite there, but it sounds like it's still really strong. But it's really still strong. very, really, really strong. So I think, at least from looking at the, a lot of the, what the East is doing, it is full on Ardent all the time. And I think as well, like getting a ton of push, being able to play around people like if you got a Belveth or a Graves or something along those lines, or even what we're seeing, which is super strong as well in the jungle is like Nocturne just benefits a lot from this as well. So I think you've got a ton of champions that can benefit a lot from us. A lot of the on-hit champions as well are becoming very, very strong thanks to a new item called Terminus, which is essentially, where have I got it written down, which is um, your attacks apply 30 magic damage on hit, but every time you go between a light and a dark, every second hit. So you gain either stacking armor and emor, yeah. or you gain stacking uh, pen, the magic light, pen, yeah. and also um, AD pen. So it's kind of silly. Yeah. <laughs> so. And if you, know, if you ignore the, the theme of the Terminus or whatever, it's just one auto gives you defensive stats, the next auto gives you offensive yeah, stats. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's obviously, if you can stack it up quickly, it's pretty strong. This is spooky, not yeah. because like... I just personally don't like Ardent metas very much. I think it's cool because we had hi- a really boring version of the hyper carry meta last year where it was like Jinx and Zeri, you know, and kind of these champions who once they get ahead aren't interactive at all. Yeah. It didn't even feel like proper front to back team fighting because it was like Zeri's going to have a Zeri moment or like Jinx is going to get a kill and the fight's just going to end. And so mm-hmm. I would be like excited to have a more traditional front to back meta for a little while, but mm-hmm. I feel like whenever Ardent's good, yeah. The game is not as fun. I'm yeah. just going to say, like, I know enchanters need to have a good time because, you know, every all play styles need to be supported. But, like, do they? Could we just, like, not have enchanters in League of Legends ever? Yeah. I hate them, personally. Yeah. And I think as well, it's like, if you end up going back towards this, which I think, I think when we kick off because it's a new season and there's things like... Um, Titanic Hydra. Everyone's super hyped on Titanic Hydra because it's like, oh my god, I can use my button again and I can like prop these three hit passives real quick. players are just salivating like, oh, <laughs> yeah. finally I could do the cancel. I finally I can link stupid <laughs> tutorials to people who don't play Riven and show them how complicated my champion is. <laughs> or it's even like someone who's a bit more brain dead like Jax, who was yeah. just like, I auto attack you, I hit W and then I hit my Titanic Hydra and I get three hits for real quick. It's like, what are you going to do about it? Or even like Zin Zhao is super popular in the hail of blades. Let's yeah. go. And even like Zin Zhao is the same in the jungle because he's like, wait, I can just get my knock up super, super quick. So I think there is a lot of these champions that are starting to use that. But I think what's going to end up happening is because ability haste has been absolutely torn out of fighters. Yeah. And a lot of it's just gutted entirely across the board. I think eventually it's going to be a case of, well, we just have a ton of healing and shielding. We don't have access to as many abilities on fighters. And 
well, how do I actually kill the backline? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, oh, it's... I can just keep these AD carries alive forever. And then it becomes this big front-to-back meta, as you say, that I think we're going to move towards, especially with the tank items being buffed as well. Yeah. The other half of the coin there is Staff of Flowing Water, which um, gives ability power and 10% bonus move speed. Again, both those values are flat, so the sooner you get this item, the better it is. Um, same case, although the amount of AD carries, at least who are going to use that AP well, is much smaller. Mm-hmm. There are some, certainly. Uh, Kaisa Twitch for two examples not that those champions are getting a ton of play but so these are items that we naturally have our eye on I will say on the healing note at least shielding obviously always going to be a little bit trickier but um, Morel and Omicron actually a good item for AP champions great just ball of stats just good and cost effective obviously in the past it made almost zero sense to finish the damn thing you could just you sat on the the cursed orb orb, oblivion orb thank you um and you just sat there with your 40% healing reduction. You were annoyed that you had to build it, but you, you did your job. Um, also, you cannot build Grievous Wounds as a support anymore. You could. You'd have to build Morella. The, the Chemtech yeah, Fire is exactly, gone, yeah. which is great because support, supports are broke. Like, they don't need any more responsibilities than they already have. This patch is going to give supports a lot more um, effective money because they get this support item for 400 gold that eventually turns into a really good, meaningful item. And they're going to get... Um, enough income to build some other stuff too support items are super op at the moment support items are gonna feel good it's gonna feel damn good to be a support that said the other one that we have to hit and it's one that a lot of people if you've been keeping up to date with the information are probably aware of already uh experimental hexplate is sick silly (laughs) it is sick um so for context it builds out of noon quiver and a new item called tunneler that is um just the phage items but it doesn't give you anything else it's just a stat stick um, and this item gives you 30% ultimate haste. And then upon casting your ultimate, um, you get attack speed and movement speed. I don't think it's percent, 30% ultimate haste, but it's I think 30, it's 30, 30 ultimate yeah, sorry, 30 yeah. ultimate haste. Yeah. 30 flat ultimate haste. Um, yeah, we're not back in the days of CDR. <laughs> um, so this item in general has the potential to be insane because there are a large number of champions in League of Legends who rely on their ultimate nocturne yeah let's just cut to the chase this is the greatest <laughs> nocturne item that has ever been made this to me if i had to guess the process for the creation of this item is that someone on the design team plays nocturne all the mm-hmm. time and had to figure out a way to like sneak in an item that looked like it could be good on multiple champions that's actually just for nocturne like in the same way that not first strike but the stupid kleptomancy was just for ezreal and gangplank this is the nocturne item other people are for sure going to use it again it gives ad it gives uh flat health it gives attack speed it gives you movement speed is insane as well it's just uh, ultimate haste and it has this wonderful passive but essentially nocturne just gets to alt more often and when he does alt he has movement speed and attack speed so it is now impossible to get away from his fear this item is not so broken it's being reflected in in houses as um marcus shout out to marcus um works on our broadcast um he does a lot of things in this case he was doing some stats polls for me he was looking at some of the data from in-houses um and it was a small sample size because he wasn't going to scrub through that data i wasn't going to make him but nocturne appears to be the most banned champion alongside uh, other champions like rumble and i think one of the big reasons that nocturne is banned outside of um, some of the things in the meta kind of supporting him is just that this item is so damn good and it's a no-brainer it's best in slot for nocturne hands down it's nuts please day one if you can get nocturne and play it because we're not we're in the past right now this is wednesday (laughs) when we're recording this you're living in the glorious future where league of legends is viable as you are listening to this podcast i will be playing experimental hexplate nocturne please do the same before they nerf it this shit is dope it is so good yeah it's absolutely insane and i've seen a bunch of people playing with it with um 
what's called a uh, Zeke's as well because Zeke's got changed so you do 250 magic damage basically in an AOE around you and then you get a bunch of slows as well so you get the move speed off of experimental x play then you get the slow off of Zeke's as well and it's just absolutely absurd and um, I've seen a couple of people trying to play like experimental x play Zeri which I don't know I haven't actually seen it oh. but I've seen some people trying it um but yeah, I think it's like, it's basically just for Nocturne. <laughs> yeah, and so if, if, if you want to cook with the item, uh, the, the TLDR is if you are a champion, an AD champion, um, who wants to use their alt frequently and needs their alt for combat, uh, and wants to open with their alt, that's crucial. Yeah. You don't want to, it doesn't want to be Darius, you know, you don't want to execute with your alt, you yeah. want to open with your alt, um, and who can also use attack speed and movement speed, and that's mm -hmm. kind of the big one here. The attack speed is the interesting one, because there's so many champions who, if it gave move speed and ability haste or move speed and lethality when you activate like every 80 champion in the game would love this item but because it gives attack speed specifically you want a champion who's going to leverage that zary's a great example zaya is another one that i've heard um just to get that ultimate off cooldown as much as humanly possible but that's those are kind of the big ones that i think yeah. stand out to us hexplate yeah ardent meta there's rift changes too but honestly you guys are going to see all that stuff unfold and we got some twitter questions about it too so we can talk about it yeah later. i think the last one that i just want to hit on real quick is tank items being buffed so hollow radiance magic resist sunfar cape super nice for tanks on the top side and uh, the other one is kanik rukern which is you gain this massive magic it's, yeah shield. it's like that galio passive magic shield anyone can buy that yeah now, like, and that. it's huge so i think there's definitely some like well magic resist now exists <laughs> really nicely for top laners even like force of nature you get so if you i think it's yeah if you get hit by magic damage you get one stack if you get cc'd you get an additional two stacks yep. if you get eight stacks you just get 70 mor yeah they bucked which the, is the hell out of it 70 because <laughs> it was down to 30 number. remember it used to just be like flat 10 or 15 yeah. percent magic damage reduction and then it was 30 mr or 50 and then it got reduced down to 30 30 yeah and then but they also had like more you had to get to 10 stack i think it's yeah. eight stacks now so they just this item is insane so yeah, I think there's like some super nice changes for tanks. So I think we could end up seeing tanks be significantly more viable. Like Orin, I think is going to make a big comeback. To round out this discussion, I think we should just solidify our predictions for what the meta is going to look like based on the in-houses we've watched. Just yeah. And if you're not an item person and you've been bearing along with us, this is the part that I hope you can listen to is this is our prediction for what pro play in the LEC is going to look like. Screw solo queues, what our expertise for pro play is going to look like. I will start with something we already covered. Bot lane is going to be all about push and priority. I do not think it will be as crazy as the uh, T1 carrier mm -hmm. stuff where it's this arms race for like play any support you can to get bot lane push, but it will be about pushing bot lanes. It will be about range support. Um, bot jungle is so much more open and accessible now for either side. Yeah. You need bot push. If you get bot pushed, you can take over the bottom side of the map and range supports again are really buffed on this patch in a lot of ways. One of them being that... Um, you know, they, they just are going to generate more gold than melee supports, which means they're going to get their support items faster, which means they'll get their upgrade faster, and the upgrade is the big spike that you're looking for. Um, additionally, they're a little bit tankier. That's the big thing um, with this item is they get a lot more base health than they used to. It is a hard time to be a melee support. It's hard to justify that choice um, because range supports are just getting so, so much out of this past. Past a lot of the tanky item changes, frozen hard super cheap now. There is a world where melee supports are good, don't get me wrong, but like range supports, pushing bot lanes is what the meta is yeah. all going to be about on the bot side of the map and supporting with that i think the jungle pool we've talked about this a little bit already but mm -hmm. carry junglers look like they could be making the return yeah i think it's you're seeing nocturnes you're seeing zinzos we're getting graves we're getting a lot of these uh, bell vets things that can just either one you can 
So because the bot lane is kind of the only accessible lane to gank. So if people don't know, mid lane got expanded, top lane has been changed other than it's way more difficult to gank or dive top lane. So bot lane kind of is the only viable place to gank. So we're seeing a lot of junglers that either farm till six, then become like very gank heavy, like Nocturne, or champions that are just going to be able to like, hey, I can just farm this out and become a menace later. So like the likes of your Graves and Belvets, but um, even like Karthus and Lily, I'm seeing a good bit in as well. So I think your jungle... It's probably the one that's a bit more flexible, I think, because you can still go for some lease ins and that that have come through. But I think the scaling ones are going to come in a lot more, the farming junglers. Um, then for mid lane, I think you've still got AD LeBlanc, your Azir's, your Nikos are all kind of there. Mid lane's the one that feels unsettled to me. I think yeah. bot feels mostly figured out. I feel like jungle people mostly understand the impact of, and we maybe see some Ivern's with, you know, Staff Flowing Water coming back. But I think yeah. mostly like a lot of these, these these champions feel more locked in. Yeah. Top and mid are the ones that I'm wondering, are they going to kind of do their own thing? Or is the the amount of what, or it's like what's going on bot lane going to force other people to get in line? Because anytime yeah. we have a ranged support meta, someone else needs to be the beefy boy that's exactly, going to walk yeah. into Fog of War and place the wards. Yeah, and I think... Um, I think that is going to end up being top lane. I think it's going to end up drifting towards that because it's like, well, if I've got a pushing bot lane and I get invaded on a Sejuani, I'm just like, well, what the hell am I going to do? <laughs> this yeah, is just going to suck. So um, I think it's going to be a lot of that. And I think uh, at least from us, like Ash, Permaband, Callista, Permaband, Lucian, Permaband for that bot lane, like these seem to be the ones that are coming out as big yeah. swingers. Um, Hidden OP maybe, Samira, but we'll wait and see because she can use all the lethality item changes, but True. we'll leave that for later. Yeah. All right, I like that bold bet. Yeah. I want to see where it goes. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Ranged, bot lane. It'll feel very similar to Worlds in a lot of ways. I think the jungle pool will feel a little bit more opened up, yeah. a little bit more opportunities for new champions there, even if the gank pass. We predict to go around the bottom side of the map, but we'll have to see. It. And you can, of course, watch it all unfold this weekend on the LEC. But with that meta in mind, with the changes in mind, it's time to get into the tier list, the main course of this episode. Um, you know, it's the huge. It's S to D tier. Um <laughs> Yeah, we're going to make a, a great tier list here. And we'll, we'll <laughs> pop it up on your screen. We're going to populate I, it. We I like how confident you are in this after, after last year's fiasco. Okay, <laughs> Phil. I'm going to say, God <laughs> damn it, Phil. And you're going to pay for that swear jar. What the? I'm going to get roasted about this for the rest of my career. Um, yeah. It well. is S to D tier. Please ignore the BDS <laughs> tier that our producer so carefully put at the top. I'm glad it was yeah. easily deletable, though, because you could have just made that permanent. So... <laughs> Well played. Um, yeah, we kind of put BDS tier at the top once upon a time. Kind of a little bit. Just a small Didn't bit. age well. Yeah. They did beat Golden Guardians, though. So who's laughing now, <laughs> Euphoria listeners? I did. Um, I was really hoping, by the way, quick side note. When we went to Worlds, I renamed the uh, passcode on my internet if any of the American lads wanted to try and connect to yeah. BDS will win. <laughs> so if they wanted to ever get off my, or get onto my Wi-Fi on my phone because I had free internet, yeah, yeah, yeah. they would have oh, had so to Oh, so you're like, yo, yeah, you're just, you tether and you're like, oh, do you guys need data while you're yeah, here? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah. fine. Uh, BDS just, will just type win. this in. Just type yeah. in BDS will win for yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to paste that on your Twitter? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, so we're going to run through each of the 10 teams. Obviously, welcome to KC. We'll talk about KC dead last for the drama, for the effect. <laughs> But we'll open with some of the easier ones. We'll run through each of the teams. There's a lot of changes and partnerships, et cetera, in the league. If you've missed the news updates, we'll kind of um, go through them as they come, as well as introduce you to the new rosters if you're not familiar um, and talk about why we think they should be rated where they're rated. And we're going to start with the easiest team to rate, the team that we'll probably have the least to say about overall, and that is none other than G2 Esports. Rob, we're, uh, we're, we each have our so, own separate tier list, to be clear here, and we're kind of meeting in halfway in. 
Yeah, so I think we can just slam them down in uh, D tier there, right there. Like, I don't think there's anything else to really be said. I think that's the... Is this, nah, is nah, this, nah. Is this a combined... Yeah, nah, nah. Is this a joint, <laughs> joint operation between producer and talent to make me <laughs> to, lose my mind? <laughs> to sabotage you entirely. Yeah. But no, look, it's S tier. Let's yep. be real. Like, absolutely smoked everyone last year. Looked absolutely great. Um, I don't see much changing apart from what i'm hoping for is just they've learned from international competition they're gonna get better and stronger from that um yeah i mean head and shoulders our strongest team yeah reminder it's the same so it's the same g2 roster as last year that is broken blade yike caps hansama mickey x dylan falco remains the head coach the only back of house Mm -hmm. change that i've seen is that duffman will be returning to g2 if you don't know who that is he worked alongside grabs for a lot of the glory years of g2 very accomplished analyst uh he did go to BDS with Gravs. That was kind of a rough year. Then went to C9, had some success with C9, obviously, and now has returned to G2. This is a guy that I think I've always been impressed by his work. I obviously I only see um, what he wants me to see. Yeah. But I've always, I've always been impressed by a lot of the, the efforts that he has, and the players have always spoken highly of him. So this will hopefully um, be a step in the right direction for G2 because as dominant as they were domestically, yeah, they kind of... Um, they sucked when it mattered. And uh, as we noted in the song, how are they going to live it down? How yeah. long will it haunt them? It remains uh, to be seen. I think it's also when you come into a new season like this, that's just bedlam. Yep. It's like, these are your chefs. These are the guys who are going to cook. These are the guys who are going to cook. Like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And this is, and again, uh, you know, we're not trying to undersell the competition here. It's just that there's no reason to assume that G2 won't come in as the top dogs. They haven't changed a single member on their lineup. They were the most dominant team. They've proven themselves yeah. to be good in multiple different metas. If we look at with no meta context, they're the best team. If we look with meta context, they're pretty well supported. You know, Mickey and Hansama, one of our most flexible bot lanes, most certainly. Um, would we have liked to see more of that flexibility worlds? Yeah, sure. But domestically, again, the, the area where we should be focusing, um, they have been guys who can play at all. Carry junglers, yike, hello. Yep. You know what I mean? And then you got Broken Blade Caps, who are, you know, two of the most reliable laners uh, I'm on very flexible an themselves. average day so, and, yeah. you know, on their best day, two of the best laners in our league. Um, so yeah, G2, clear S tier. Kind of the team that all other teams will be judged against. Your ability to beat G tier, or G tier, <laughs> G tier. The lowest tier, exclusive for them, when they lose to NRG. Um, your ability to beat G2 will essentially decide how far you can go um, or whether or not you can ever take first in the league. At least that's the expectation for winner. We'll see if it all goes to shit or if anyone rises up. But G2 are S tier. I think they'll be our, probably, spoiler, our only S tier team. But we'll have to see yeah. as we get deeper into it. And so we'll mosey on along. Our next team on the list, making some decent changes here, is SK Gaming. Yeah, I mean, this is a very different looking roster, I think. Like, the fact you're getting Isma in, who was playing over in uh, the LVP, end up making it to the semi, I sorry, to the finals of the Mia Masters in summer. Um, and did look really, really good. I think he was kind of a, a lot of the early game aggression that we got to mm-hmm. see out of his team. But I find, and also you got Niski then joining into the mid lane. So I think for Isma and Nikki, Niski, I think that could actually be a sick yeah duo i think that could actually work out really, really well here and for context the full roster now is relevant who remained from last year isma who came over from Mavi star riders niski um who's niski you know niski yeah. exit kick and then dos niski played for mad lions i can't i yeah. can't i've seen so many i actually just blanked i was like was he on fanatic last year no yeah <laughs> niski played for mad lions yeah, excuse yeah. me so yeah so two new players on this sk gaming lineup and as you noted yeah i i was kind of hyped on on isma coming in i feel like that's yeah. a that's pretty exciting 
Is it better than Marcoon? I don't know. We're going to have to see. That's the question. But I certainly think he is a a strong player or a promising player at the very least. And I liked how confident he was. That was one of my favorite parts. Looking and researching the games, obviously got to rewatch the EMEA Masters finals. This man was on the desk. He was just roasting Syncroft. Like, no, nah, this guy can't play any champion that requires hands. I was like, damn, bro. Like, holy shit. You sound like you've been on this desk which your is, entire which life. Which is even better. As a Frenchman, roasting the French team that you're about uh, yeah. to play, oh, coming in as the Spanish and, and, representative. Yes. Also, um, in a K-Corp dominated house, to be certain. So I, I like Isma as a personality, and I've been impressed by his play thus far. Like, how does he shape up? I don't know. Yeah. But... Anytime you're playing with Niski, the kind of infamous Niski buff is that he turns junglers into MVP junglers, right? And so, I think that's the big one. Cool. And I think Niski being able to play towards Irrelevant, who I think Irrelevant, phenomenal, phenomenal year last year. Like, looked fantastic on things like the Jax. And if Jax is back in the meta, Irrelevant's going to be very, very happy. Um, and then I think it's a case of what version of the bot lane do we get? If they manage to pick it up, fantastic. Because we got to see in winter that this was, and spring even, that this was a bot lane that you could kind of count on, but very quickly started to teeter off as the year went on. So that's my biggest worry for these. Um, and until I know exactly what Exekick and DOS look like, it feels hard for me not to put, or to put these guys above like, will I just say it? Or do you want to? No, I was okay. gonna, I was gonna, I'll come in. I'll come in here. I'll yeah. just say that like, because I think we're taking this as like the optimistic perspective on what this roster looks like, but from a realistic perspective or from a maybe a more grounded or recent history perspective sk kind of sucked yeah exactly in summer right and i don't think it would be fair to put that on markun and certos and be like the problem children are gone although i do think certos had was one of the weaker mid laners in the league we had a pretty weak mid lane pool last Mm -hmm. year so it's actually impressive sk did as uh or that actually kind of makes sense why sk did as much as they did is because the mid lane pool was pretty weak niski obviously not as weak, much stronger mid laner overall. If we think Isma is a comparable jungler, I think this is good for SK. I think the biggest thing that hurts SK is I feel like everyone else around them also got way better. Like if we kept last year everything the same except for this SK roster and came in, this SK roster would be like a top top five for sure, top four contender, I would say, based on what we saw last year. Problem is we didn't. Problem is a lot of these teams look much stronger in this SK roster lineup now. So even though SK have gotten some pretty solid upgrades, like... Unless Exekick and DOS are firing on all cylinders, I don't see how they're going to make this whole thing work. Yeah, especially when we literally just said it's probably going to be a bot lane dominated meta, right? Yeah. For a huge amount of this. So, I mean, I have I have hope with Isma and Niski, but... Do I'm, you have faith is the better question. Yeah. Well, that's... I Well, I'm putting them at C tier, personally. I think maybe I they can remember. look good, but um, it is very much a case of like... I think so. I think for Doss, he did look more comfortable on range supports, but um, yeah, it remains to be seen. As you say, I think everyone else kind of around them has taken a bit of a, a step. But maybe it is D actually. As I say, I had them at C coming in. I have them but at the C more, too. More of a talk, and the, the more, more you I'm talk like, about it, the <laughs> yeah. more you're like, like oh, are they just wait. a ninth place team? I think they might be actually. Are we just convincing ourselves? I think I've accidentally convinced myself. I had them at sea. I think I actually might it have. It feels bad. Yeah. Let's think about it on paper. Niski. I, it's ni- I think the mid jungle is super strong. Facil- I think, no, actually, with who are you faci- no, with who are you facilitating body. for? Because that's the big thing, Niski's biggest strength, right? It's always, he always I, looks I best in metas where he I doesn't have to carry. I think their top side slaps. Their top side does slap. Exica and Doss, I've yeah. lost faith in. And to be fair, yeah. this was my timeline for Exica and Doss. These guys are going to suck. Winter. Holy shit, they're insane. They're so good. How did they get that good? That first Renata's era game, I was like, God, who are these guys? That's insane. That's absolutely nuts. And then, boof, kind of just slow, steady decline into nothingness again. And so I'm I'm ready to shoot right back up that yeah. roller coaster and ride it one more time. But 
I'm, I'm saying C. Yeah, I'm I saying think C. C. I think they're top. Are, yeah. are they the lower end of C? Yeah, yeah. possibly. Yeah. But they're they're not a D tier team. Like when we look at last year's pool, I think they could have been rated so much higher because last year's D tier was oh, yeah was rough. This year, I think the skill floor of our teams is much higher. Yeah. I will say that. I think this is a much um, stronger year as a baseline. Will how our ceiling of our league look is a better question, maybe. But at a baseline, this is a much stronger pool overall for LEC. Um, and we'll see how SK fare in it. Because for now, they're going to C tier, <laughs> where yeah. they will stay for some amount of time until we're proven to be completely wrong. And I do want to be because I think, like, when I look back I don't, at I the start of the year, they look like X Kick and Doss. I was super hyped on so. I don't want to be wrong. I just want Exekick and Doss to I want all players to perform. Yeah. Like I never I want never have fun, you know? my fears of players performing <laughs> poorly to turn out to be right. I would rather everyone performs their best. You know, you're like, wow, that guy's insane. It just wasn't quite enough. But maybe that, I just don't think that's how it works. Yeah. Maybe it's naive. Yeah. Maybe also, it's my everybody gets a trophy mentality. Yeah. But just Isma Nocturne meta. It's his favorite champion. I wrote that down too. Yeah. Isma Nocturne meta. I think the problem is, spoiler folks, it's so good that it's on the must it's ban list. No one's going to yeah. get it. it you, you really have to find when you're a, you know, a pocket pick player, <laughs> that niche where your champion isn't in meta. This is the, the Vettius yeah. problem. He was the Nocturne mid one trick and then it got, became an actual champion and was nerfed into the ground and he was no longer allowed to exploit his niche. And yeah. I think Isma's in a similar problem where that was his niche, but it is no longer a niche. It does not exist because that champion will be banned forever. Um, coming up next on the list, Fnatic, big dogs, yeah. back in the house. What has changed so far? It is the same roster: Oscar, Razork, Humanoid, um, Noah, and Jun. Mm-hmm. So Jun, the big change, support coming in. Trimby out, Jun in. Jun Korean support coming in. Yeah. Did a bunch of time in challengers. If you missed the yeah. last episode of the global podcast we did, the Diforia State Chronicler gave. A well-intentioned but very ultimately ineffective pitch um, for Jun, who's okay. a guy who's had a tumultuous up and down. The big his big claim to fame is that um, the challenger team that Jun was on in 2022. Oh, let me double check. Guangdong right Freaks. No, 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 not oh, Guangdong Freaks. Guangdong oh, Freaks was a CV Max. Sorry, Guangdong yeah. team was CV Max. That team sucked. He got benched off of it. Yeah, it was um, that was not DRX good. Challengers was the team. Yeah, 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 DRX Challengers when they made their really impressive run. Uh, where they were super dominant and ultimately ended up finishing third. The first were first in the regular season. The entire team credited him as kind of the driving factor behind that run. So there are reasons to be excited about this guy. And I think for, it'll probably make things a lot easier on Noah. And from what I've seen of in-houses, and again, in-houses, not the best, but it is a sample size. Mm -hmm. It's nice to be able to see this stuff ahead of the season. Jun and Noah seem to be working well together. Jun seems to be doing very well on his own. I saw just the other day him... You know, he didn't really communicate this roam super effectively, but he was there shadowing. Um, Jizuke was playing LeBlanc into Perks' Tristana. Right as Perks was starting to try to dive to push his advantage to get plates, he was there on rel to shut that down. And I was like, I like this. I like that you're yeah. just there. I like that there's no communication needed and you're exactly where you need to be on the map. You recognize the lane states on your own. This guy is obviously very talented. Um, how will it work out in the long run? I'm not sure, but I am cautiously very optimistic about Jun. Yeah, I did. I watched some of the Guangdong Freaks games just to like prep and kind of see how he's doing. Um, they play, it was, from what I was looking at, it seemed that Doody was kind of the lifeblood of the team, the top laner for that team. Um, but I would see them try and make, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Just put, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I, need, do I need to do put I, that in the swear jar? No. <laughs> okay, I think but. saying the, the, just the phrase Doody was the lifeblood. <laughs> Fair enough. Sounds like but, a really um, bad sci-fi universe. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, they would play for these like ganks on bot lane with the jungler and the AD carry. And I can tell you wholeheartedly that Jun was not the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited to see what he does on Fnatic. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, most of this team has remained exactly the same. And this was a team that um, Fnatic as an org, not these five players, but as an org, and certainly some of these players had one of the most abysmal years of the organization's history. Remember, they started the year with Reckless. There were some people in and now. Wonder was getting benched. Oscar Inna was getting subbed Advian in. Advian popped in for a bit. Advian like, popped yeah. in for a bit. Like, this was a terrible year for we Fnatic. For Rooks. It's like, yeah. Yeah, Rook. But they did manage to bring it back in the end. They did make it to finals. Um, Oscar Inna did have an injury at the time, so Wonder subbed in, and that was kind of his return surprise debut. He did a really good job. But overall, this is a Fnatic that really shaped up in the final moments of last season. And now with these upgrades, I think it's safer to have high expectations in the past i'm historically a fanatic doubter when it comes to the start of season but i think with so many pieces being the same and with on paper an upgrade uh on the bottom side of the map at least an optimistic upgrade trimby's obviously a very good player just wasn't really working yeah i don't uh, for think that duo uh, yeah i think that's the bigger one for me is more so like not to throw shade at trimby it was more like i think this is a hey they both speak korean they can actually communicate a lot better um, I think that'll be the biggest one for me is more like, a, hey, we're probably going to see them more on the same page. Because yeah. um, I think it's, I think Trimby's one of the best supports that we have in Europe. I think this just wasn't the spot for Trimby. Wasn't clicking, into. wasn't yeah. vibing. Yeah, yeah, still has obviously has a track record of a ton of successes, but last year was not the best year, even though it did have some highlight moments. So mm -hmm. optimistic about John, where are you putting him? I have them or, high. Or, you want me to go, or do you want me to go first? I can go first. I don't want to make you go first every single time. Okay. I mean, I'm happy to go. I, I have them at A tier. I actually think, yeah. Or do we just have the same? We didn't check ahead of time. We no, we Normally we check and if we have the same tier list, we'll pick one that we're like contentious on for the drama. We did kind of half talk about it, but like, yeah, I don't know. A, a yeah. tier. I think it's A tier. I yeah. agree. I, I think that right now, um, to be clear, there's a gap between S and A, most certainly. But I, I think a lot of the teams that I have in A tier, I just like, I think the players on Fnatic are just so reliable. Yeah. And keeping a lot of your members on the same is a huge boon for a start of year tier list because again, we're coming there's so many variables for this new start of season. Yeah. There is so much shit that's going to be unpredictable and chaotic and messy. So keeping a lot of your members on a team that was already performing well is like the most surefire way to get a bet of confidence coming into a new season. Also, I think like just Razork phenomenal summer i think he was um honestly the best jungler in summer i know the yike ended up taking the the yeah. all pro but i think i think riser got robbed personally i think he was absolutely fantastic um, and okay. then coming okay. in i look i think yikes had had a great time i just think it was riser was I'm not, I'm incredible not gonna, i'm not gonna but, go on the time machine journey with yeah, you yeah. i i, I Razork was was damn good. Yeah, and I think um, coming into a meta where Jungle's getting a bit of a flip up, I think he's going to get to show what he's capable of once again. Um, you've got an Azir meta in mid lane for Humanoid, at least from what I can see in uh, in houses. So he's going to be very happy. You've got potential for Kari and Jax in the top lane as Skurinan's happy. Like this just seems to be coming together for Fnatic. True. It's just once that bot lane comes works, and honestly, I think with Jun coming in, I think they've got a, a solid chance at it. It's just again, I think the only doubt for me, and this is. Noah's champion pool because I think that was kind of the biggest and I think point it remains yeah and like in houses are a terrible example I'm not going to judge anyone against in houses but I won't say that I've been super inspired yeah. by new champion picks for performances in in houses and again the meta's not the meta's kind of already stagnant in houses in a lot of ways at least on the bottom side of the map there's yeah. some spicy shit on the top side more often than not but like because people are just trying stuff out mm -hmm. but I am nervous about that. Mm -hmm. I think that the meta supports it. I think he should be fine. 
I think if people want to put Fnatic B tier, I can see an argument if you're really concerned about bottom lane. That's that's yeah. the argument. But the top side is rock solid. How important top side of the meta is a question. What mid pool looks like is a question as well, because as low as we rated SK, there's a world where SK get off to a really good start if after a week of play, we transition to more utility mid laners. Yeah, true. Because I think there's a world where if everything's ardent, everything's bot focused, we mm-hmm. get back the TFs. We yeah. get back the Lissandras and Niski is suddenly looking like a G again. I do have to say though, I think... Um after Worlds, I kind of want to like look at Nisky and go, hang on a second, this guy can't carry. Like that Silas game against T1, didn't win, but like that was a performance and a half. You're right. That was a pop-off. Yeah. I don't want to say he doesn't have him in him. And you're right. It, it is. Yeah. We should always reevaluate our expectations of players with new information. Because I think yeah. that it's easy to just get locked in the, this is this is who this guy is, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Because I think Nisky has the ability to like really step up. And even at the start of... Mad Lions here in winter. He was playing things like the Victor, having pop off performance. So I think like there is definitely a time where I think we're start- Niski's starting to turn heads on carries as well, which I think he's now starting to go like, hang on, yeah. I can just be screw this. Like you beat me, you're top four. It's like he actually is trying to push for top, which yeah. is being the best. I like that. Yeah. That's a good call. Out. Uh, again, don't want to get too much back into mm-hmm. SK, but a good call out for Niski. Yeah. And we'll see what the mid lane looks like. But for now, Fnatic and A tier. Um, at this exact moment, uncontested again, G2R, S tier. Right now, SK, R, and C. Those are the only three teams we've ranked. Our fourth team, Mad Lions, also known as Mad Lions Koi. Yes. Uh, spoiler alert for the, the Koi thing with Rogue kind of got dissolved. So Rogue are Rogue again. They're no longer Koi. Um, and then Mad Lions are now Mad Lions Koi. And when we tell you this roster, it'll make sense because goddamn, that's a lot of Spaniards. Oh, that is the most Spanish I have seen on a roster since Giants in like 2014, 2015, man. This is a super Spanish roster. These are the, you know, if if K-Corp is all about France, this is their their counterpoint. These guys are all about Hispania. Yeah, so we got basically the bottom half of the map is Movistar Riders from the EMEA Masters Finals. Uh, Mirren is coming across from Bison's E-Club, who also played... um, Let's run, uh, let's r- run through the roster one okay. time, or I can. It's up to you. I can do yeah, so here. it's uh, Mirwin in the top side, El Yoya still in the jungle, Frescoe in the mid lane, Supa and Alvaro in the bot side of the map. So um, very much a, hey, we have picked up a lot of the top players that were over in um, the, or the LVP, yep. and then brought them in alongside El Yoya. Um, Frescoe is a Polish player, but he was on Movistar Riders as well. Yeah. And that's I mean, where a lot of my analysis on this team is going to be based from, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's a little bit tough because there are four players coming in from ERLs. And luckily, most of our writers did great. So you have yeah. a pretty far track record for them because you can watch how they can stack up against ERLs. And EMEA Masters is... We're getting better at gauging how much EMEA Masters results mean mm-hmm. for um, LEC as a whole. This reminds me a lot of the Vitality roster that... Jizuke yeah. and Attila kind of came in on with like Cabo Shard kind of being the whole over. You essentially have Elioya is the old man on this roster with these these four young guys coming in around him. Although to be fair, not, they're not as young. They're not like 17 years old. Exactly. Yeah. I think Sip was uh, like 23. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like baby's first time. These guys have actually been in the competitive scene for quite an amount of time. And I think it's this is a weird situation where, and a cool situation where I don't, we're going to call a lot of these guys rookies because by LEC definition that they are, but these guys have been playing in a competitive environment for a very, very long time. And I think we're going to be quick on the take in terms of adjusting to the LEC hmm. lifestyle. I can't imagine it's too much different from the LVP one. Um, I'd like to think a little more polished, but who knows? <laughs> um, that said, hard to have 
super yeah. strong opinions on where this team is going to place. The most recent footage we have of Mobby Star Riders that feels immediately relevant here is their series against K Corp and Amiya Masters, um, which was looking for, like, ended up being pretty close. At the beginning, it did not look close at all. Mm-hmm. It looked like K Corp stomp um, with some pretty solid individual performances. But when we talk about the identity of that Mobby Star Riders teams, it was aggro. It was aggro it was all the scrappy. time. It was scrappy. And a lot of the times that stuff doesn't translate super well when you, uh, you know, when you're the big fish in the little pond and you go to a bigger pond, that stuff doesn't translate super well. A lot of that stuff, um, it's not necessarily skill checking. It's not like they weren't good at moving around the map in the early game, but a lot of it was kind of skill checking, button checking. And I'm wondering how that's going to work for them against a much stronger pool of players. Yeah. uh, So to give people context, the way basically this team played was, hey, we're going to play heavily for bot lane with Isma who was their jungler now to try and get bot lane ahead and then we try and go for a bunch of skirmishes and invades and that kind of stuff that could work out and i think with the way the meta is going that could potentially be a way to play the game um but i think the biggest problem for this is just like again it's a massive step up coming in and you can see with carmin corp that they really struggled to try and get that style to work where teams are just it's a slower paced game people are smarter with where they're warding and how they want to play the macro and that kind of stuff and i think that's where this team is going to fall um i think like talent wise i think they're stacked but it does come back to like so for for context for people if i think if Callist from carmin corp didn't exist who uh, basically he isn't old enough to now play in lec but Keep your eyes on him because he's just going to get picked up. He's, he's just going to pick up next year. Good. He's, he's so yeah. good. The second that guy becomes old enough, I think he's eighteen. He's just he's in. Like it's just yeah. the guy's insane. But if Callis didn't exist, I think Supa would have been the name on everyone's lips. Lips for eighty carries. Mm-hmm. The guy got like a pentakill in a Mia Masters. Guy is absolutely absurd. And Alvaro is an insane support alongside him. But I think there is still mistakes that I see in their play, which is hey, they will be corrected over the course of this year. And I think Supa will become one of the really strong eighty carries that we have in the league. But I think it is going to be a year of growth. For this team not yeah. a year of we're going to come in and smash and um, because they're still making mistakes like overextending on midway when you don't have control over side lanes and stuff like that and i think that's where this team is going to falter is they will probably come in with hey mechanically we're strong but when it comes to the game sense that we need we're just not quite there yet and i think that the kind of fast-paced uh format that we find ourselves in can be harder for more veteran teams to really adapt their style and to really find a depth of style because it's just go 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 but i think in terms of reps you get it's such a high pressure schedule yes but you just get to jam out games every weekend on stage and so for newer faces i wonder how quickly they are actually going to be able to adapt i wonder if it's actually going to be a boon for them because that is the tr- another tricky thing about this start of the season overall um and this year for lec is one of the strengths of our format is i find it to be more entertaining right like that's an entertainment thing for Mm -hmm. sure and you get to play a lot of these games and you get best of threes and you get best of fives the downside is not a lot of time to adapt most teams have to hit the ground running it's part of the reason why sk last year were so successful in winter and so what is this book going to look like where there's all of that compounding on top of the fact that it's a brand new season a brand new patch crazy because last year's game changes were pretty small it wasn't anything that nuts so i wonder what that's going to be like Certainly, we could be in a world where coming into spring, we have a very different perspective of Mad Lions. Mm-hmm. But right out the gate, it is hard to hit the ground running yeah. this year. And you are going up against a lot of stacked talent. If you can do it, that momentum is going to carry you pretty far because, again, adjustments are hard midseason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't believe is what yeah, I Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I can see yeah. it. You can tell me it. 
if in three months you go, hey, it worked out, great. Yeah. But I won't be like, this is not a Bitcoin situation. I won't be like, oh man, I wish in 2012 I had played one of those StarCraft tournaments where 50 Bitcoins yeah. was third place. I won't, I won't feel that way. I'll be like, okay, cool, great. They managed to make it happen. Spectacular story, cool that they made it work. But I won't be like, ah, I should have believed in them. I won't say that because there's just the track record and the evidence aren't really there to support this team being insane. They could be good. They could be solid. I think if you're feeling really optimistic, you'd be like upper end of C. I really think these guys are all going to gel together, um, you know, but I think anything above that, you're kind of coping until you exactly, actually yeah. see the stage games or unless you have a ton of information on scrims. But even then, scrims are like, if we think in-houses are fake data, scrims are also totally fake data. Um, so I'm putting them D. I think they're, I the, I think they're the only D-tier team. Now, I think it's close. Yeah. And again, if they had come in last year, I think that I would have ranked them higher than a lot of our other kind of new formed teams. Mm -hmm. Certainly would have ranked them higher than, uh, you know, BDS or Astralis, yeah. without a doubt, um, back in the day. Uh, but for this year, for the, the, these teams, for so many of the teams keeping a lot of similar components, changing out one part, I think it's a really hard year to be starting fresh, essentially. Yeah. And I think it just like straight up, if I look at their two carries, like first guy, never really a big standout for me when it came to a Mia Masters. And when you look at like our mid pool, like not better than Humanoid, Caps, um, Larson, not better than Niski, not better than Perks, not better than Video, right? Um, you look at the AD carry pool, although I am hype on Super, and I think he will become very good. Like, I don't think he's better than Hansama, Patrick, Upset, Comp. Um, there's you? another player that I'm going to say in a little bit, but we'll talk about him later. And then I don't think he's better than Karzi. Yeah. So it's like, well, straight up, it's like, well, you're just kind of getting outmatched into the roles that are required. And I think they will grow. I think it will take time. But yeah, I agree with you. I think it's going to be D tier for these guys where their hypest players just need time to to become hype. <laughs> yeah, and we'll and we'll kind of see what their growth trajectory looks like. Cause I would love for them to have that kind of rookie story in the OEC, mm -hmm. like the Mad Lions had, that original roster. Exactly. Yeah or vitality had or misfits had where you have this young squad that's kind of fresh yeah you know we don't have challenger anymore but this is essentially i think mavi star mavi star koi and mad lions they've all there's a merger and if you want the finer details you can check it out there i'm not the guy to talk to about that but this is like this is the culmination of so many spanish words effort you have a full spanish roster this would be a cool story this could be a sick fairy tale story for for spanish league of mm -hmm. legends but I'm not going to count my chickens before they hatch. Yeah. I'm not going to promise you that when there's not really any reason to. Yeah. And also just on the the whole, you know, the Mad Line story that was like bringing up these rookies and creating that, that system's gone. Mac is gone. Pad's gone. A lot of the guys that were, were involved in that system are no longer part of this team. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I think that as well, like not having, which I think was an incredibly strong coaching staff that was very good at doing that. Yeah. I think is um, is going to make it more tough for these guys to just come in and succeed. This is this is outside of your opinions on Elioia. This is a full reset. This is an opportunity oh, yeah. to relearn what it means to be a Mad Lions fan, mm -hmm. relearn what it means to be a fan of these players. Um, you know, this is we're starting essentially from square one. Yeah. And Elioia, a very strong core, very good player. Um, you know, if anyone from a jungle position can lead this team to victory, Elioia is on that list. This is the guy when he's performing is top in our league, no doubt in my mind. Um, if Razork hadn't gone on such a tear last year, I would have been able to confidently say best Spanish jungler of all time. But Razork obviously fighting back in that battle and has continued to fight back in that battle uh, pretty much through all of last year. So it's a tight race, but maybe Elioia can prove himself superior by taking this team far. We'll have to see. Uh, Mad Lions in D tier. 
soul team in D tier. Next on our list after Mad is none other than Rogue. So again, the other half of this um, whole Mad Lions Koi thing is that Rogue or Rogue again? They've gone Rogue the second time. Um, that said, the team, very similar to what we saw last year, Shigenda in the top lane. This time they brought over Marcoon from SK in the jungle. Larson still in the mid lane, Comp, and now Zoelis coming in. How do you say it? Zolis. Zolis. I think. I listened to the LFL broadcast. So we get that's how they said it. We get player pronunciation guides, yeah. and we usually check those on Friday before we cast. It's Wednesday. Yeah. So yeah. if we butcher any pro player names, feel free to reach Apologies. out to us. Let yes. us know. <laughs> but um, it's not obviously it's never deliberate, and we yeah. will we will learn them all by the time we're on. And also, on my French isn't amazing, so maybe I just picked up the wrong word. Possible. <laughs> Possible. <laughs> So how do you say it one more time? Zolis. Zolis. We're going to go with yes. that for now. Let us know if that's incorrect. So Zolis coming in. Um, for Rogue, just a reminder for last year, they kind of crashed and burned. It was a pretty depressing yeah. year for Rogue fans because, again, on paper, at the start of the year, this was a team that you could pretty reasonably have high expectations for. Um, outside of those of us who might have believed in the Vitality Super Team, the Fanatic you know, Fanatic also looked like they had a pretty yeah. good roster. G2 looked like they had a pretty good roster. Like, this was a team that we were like, this team felt like the safe bet. You know what I mean? Like, this was a team you're like, this team's probably just top five. All they did last year was swap out, uh, you know, swap out Odo, a little Trimby changeup partway yeah. through, right? They didn't even start with the Trimby changeup. They had Trimby to start. So it was just like, it felt like a safe bet. They were not yeah. the safe bet. Trimby got swapped out. Advian came in. This team was bad at the yes. tail end of summer. Um, did not look great. They've made some small changes here, but the core is the same. Shigenda, Larson, Comp, it is just the supportive positions of jungle and um, support yeah. that have been changed. So I'm skeptical, uh, man. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I want to, I, so I want to give some context on Zolis first, um, just because he is kind of the, well, the new part um, alongside Mark Kuhn. So this guy is very hyped coming in the support role. Like one NFL MVP in spring split on LDLC, which is, incredibly tough to do as a support um and especially when you look at the how stacked the lfl is the fact that he managed to pick it up is insane and um, i think he's mechanically very strong and um, the biggest thing that i've seen with him is that i think his lane matchups could probably use some work like his understanding of how they work um but i think you've got comp beside you comp is going to immediately be able to help you and teach you and i think that'll be fine mm -hmm. um and I think his team fighting is decent, but I don't know if exactly where. <laughs> what did I say that you immediately had to look up? I think he's sound. If he, if that helps, I could I can go full Irish, but yeah. No, I was gonna say these French supports. You know, they didn't lick it off a of stone, <laughs> which means yeah. it runs in the family, according yeah. to this Irish idiom book. <laughs> didn't lick it off a of stone, which is yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, the Irish are wading into the nature versus nurture debate. I'm not reading this whole thing. That's too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, have yeah. you ever met his mother? It's not off the stones he licked it. Yeah. So presumably they... It's the apple doesn't fall far the from the The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. He yeah. didn't lick, lick it, it off, off the stone. stone. Yeah. yeah, so uh, French support <laughs> or LFL support talent, they didn't, you know... Lick it off a stone. They didn't lick it off a stone. Yeah. Sorry, anyway, continue. <laughs> Just had to derail. Yeah. I had to get the book in here, 100 words <laughs> for a grand. Um, but yeah, I think the, the biggest... Pro so... I, I am hyped to see Zolis join us, mm -hmm. but I think on the flip side is that I don't see Marcoon or Zolis fixing the problems that are inherent in Rogue, which was, or Koi, which they were, is there's no proactivity. Yeah. No one wants to do anything on this team. And it was a case of, hey, we either do nothing and scale to a point where we, hey, we team fight well and we can do that. 
But if anyone does anything at any point in time in the first 15 minutes of the game, we kind of just fall apart. And I, when I looked at Mark Kuhn at the end on SK, that was kind of the same problem that we started to see creep into SK as well, is that Mark Kuhn couldn't really find these ins and wasn't able to be as aggressive. And look, not the only issues. No, right? no, no, but, no, 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 yeah. no. I think it's a, actually a valid yeah. point. But what I'll say about the Mark Kuhn's lack of productivity is that I think this team was setting themselves up for failure from a player uh, and champ selection standpoint because they kept making him play Wukong. Yeah, and I think yeah. it was just poor reflection from SK on what actually made their team successful, which was Markoon's early game activity. So what I will yeah. say is that while we didn't see it at the end of last year, if you think back to that one, uh, was it Elise? It was the Elise game the Elise versus game, G2. Yeah. Like Markoon is a guy who's historically has been very, very proactive, mm-hmm. right? And that's been like, he's yes, there are other faults in his gameplay, but I am, if, if, you, if anyone is going to solve Rogue's early game proactivity issues on this roster, um, it would be Markoon. Now, notably, they've also brought in N-rated to the support staff, which if you're an old oh, head like me, is yeah. like, Freddy 122 and N-rated, like, what <laughs> year is it? Um, I have no opinions or insight into how N-rated functions as a coach, but maybe, mm-hmm. like, maybe that's something he can push for as well, because obviously the system of, you know, Freddy Larson plus X has for many years been a pretty passive team and they've won a lot they've done well but they've never been known for like wanton early aggression they've been known for drafting winning lanes and like slowly choking people out but they haven't been known to be a scrappy team pretty much ever right and so maybe markoon can change that maybe n-rated can change that um but i'm inclined to agree i don't know how scrappy the meta is going to be certainly they could be set up to just draft winning lanes with what we're talking about for bot lane things but I am not hyped on the rogue train right now. I have been disappointed by this team many times. Um, that said, even when I was disappointed by rogue in past years, they still had pretty decent placements. They just didn't grow in the way that I think you would want a top team to grow. And that kind yeah. of always hampered where we would put them or where we would rate them. But last year, they were not good. And unless this team clicks right off the bat, I'm, I'm with you, Dagda. I'm not, I'm not super seeing it. Speaking of Cs... I, I see tier. You see tier. It's the easiest chance of my life. We don't have to fight about anything. Sorry, team. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll get we'll fight about something somewhere. It's just it's all clicking. It's all coming together. Rogue, C tier, the return. <laughs> Perhaps they will go rogue and go to B tier or do better. Again, the caliber of player. Yeah, Shigenda. I don't think we've gotten to see the best from yet, but I'm not going to put that on him because I think Rogue as a whole was a mess last exactly. year. Exactly. Um, yeah. And again, Malrang being gone, Malrang was notoriously inconsistent player. I think Markoon will be more reliable. That is yeah. an upgrade. Um, will he have the same high highs? We'll have to see, but he certainly won't have the same low lows. So yeah. there's a lot of power when you look at the skill ceiling mm-hmm. on this team, but uh, hard to believe that they will reach that ceiling off the bat. So yeah, C tier it is. Yeah, I do think by default as well. We end up like being very chunky in our B and Cs because S tier just has to be G two. It has to be a step up, and yeah. there is a clear stages essentially to where yeah, our teams are. We're not intentionally grading on a curve, but it does start to feel yeah, like exactly. a curve. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just kind of how it functions out. It, it takes a lot to be a standout in either regard. Like you literally have to have four unknown quantities, or have one. You know, like <laughs> yeah, exactly, those are like that's yeah. how you get to one extreme yeah. or the uh, or the other, or have been you know competitive and almost winning, which is the case for Fnatic. Um. Next up, it's Heretics, Heretics, however you want to say it. Another Spanish org. But um, taking a thoughtful and unique approach to building a roster. Um, putting together three players we have never seen before. Wonder, Yankos, and Perks. A genius idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
in black and gold jerseys. Huh. Never have I seen, never ever have I seen such a thing before. It's the G2 2019 <laughs> topside, folks. It is back. Oh, euphoria nostalgia coming through big time. Um, Flacket. So, yeah. So, sorry. Again, Wonder in the Top Lane. Uh, I almost called him Jerks because that was a solo queue name. Yankos in the Jungle. Perks in the Mid Lane. Flacket bot lane. Kaiser as his support. On paper, yeah. strong roster. Do you yeah. believe in the roster? What are your thoughts? How are you feeling? So, I think I think there's a lot of people that have kind of been like putting perks down. But I think over the last little while, and I think this roster for a lot of me is going to revolve around perks. Um, okay, okay. I think this is, this for, when I look back at what was Vitality last year, I think it's hard to put the blame onto perks, which I think a lot of fans did. Because realistically, it's like, look, he didn't have an amazing split. But that team was a dumpster fire. Like, no one was on the same page. People were all over the place doing different things. No one knew exactly what they wanted to do as a game plan. So no one came out of that team looking particularly good, right? Yeah, this um, is like the only time in the history that Vitality fans have been like, maybe we're cursed because it's so hard to throw blame. You don't want to throw yeah. anyone player under the bus. So you just embrace the fact that you're cursed. <laughs> I feel like it's the right path of action because, again, that was the star-studded super team of 2023 exactly. that never delivered. Oh, my God, they looked so bad. Yeah, and I think as well then coming off of NA, people had a lot of doubts thrown at them as well. So it feels like for me, this is Perks actually coming home. Like this is, okay, I'm coming back to what I know. I understand how these guys want to play. If I'm thinking like, hey, there's going to be cool, crazy macro, it is like that those top three guys, like on the, sorry, on the top side of the map. Like this is going to be a team that I think has a ton of veterancy, a really good understanding of how to play the game. And as long as they're able to find some of that magic that they had on G2 again, which I think they should be with this roster. And um, I think that's what I believe in. But it definitely feels like, look, no shade of Flackett, but Flackett is a good AD carry, but it's definitely more of like, a, I'm going to be here and do my job. I'll play, even go supportive and play things like the Seraphine, which is his big pocket pick. But I feel like when Kaiser looked his best, it was, I want to roam around the map. I want to play Nautilus. I want to go mid. And then you've got, you know, Yankos there. He's going to be able to support mid. This feels like a team that is, hey, we're going to try and play around Perks in the mid lane and try and lift him up to be our hero. And that's where I think it's a case of, I think this is the moment when Perks can like find that old magic. And this could, I think this roster is going to be really, really strong. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, just really quick, I just wonder, is a guy that I have my eye on. Yeah. He, if you look at his stat line, you would be very misled mm -hmm. as to how insane this guy played yeah. in those Fnatic playoff series to get them yeah. to finals. He carried a lot of those games. He did so much work coming mm -hmm. back with so little practice, right? And yeah. I think that this guy is, again, top lane pool historically in the EU has been weak and I think continues to not be the strongest in the world by any means. We don't have a Zayas. Yeah. We're not going to have a Zayas this year. We'll have good players. We're not going to have a Zayas. Um, or anyone fighting for that title, exactly. to be honest yeah. with you. But Wonder is super reliable. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, makes this team very exciting. Top lane is not where we expect the meta to go, but I think having that and having that comfort of knowing that this is a guy who will play anything kind of without ego as much as he likes to chat shit and yeah, you know, yeah. trash talk is really strong for the team. And Flackett is a guy that I'm generally skeptical of, I think because he was a bit overhyped uh, when he was on G2. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, people oversold him to me, and so I feel this impulse to tear him down. But I don't think yeah. that that's fair to him. I think he's a solid player. Yeah. I believe that he can grow into more. And I think Kaiser has been, despite last year, um, one of the best supports in our league. He was the guy next to Mickey X and Hillisang that you were putting in top three. Exactly. I think it's a bit more contentious now as Trimby's obviously gotten better, although Trimby doesn't have a team, so maybe less contentious now. Um, but this is a guy who, when he's playing at his best, is one of the supports of our league, best supports in our league, mm -hmm. hands down. And 
I think that these two can work well together because while, yes, I prefer to see Kaiser roaming, he was also the guy cooking with Carty, wild stuff on the oh, bottom yeah. side, Senna combos, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, Black had obviously no stranger to playing with very good Senna's, although I don't know who would play the Senna in this bot lane. And the Targamus lane, it was much easier to say because Targamus is a crack Senna, and we're going to talk about Targamus later. Yeah. But um, on paper, just very strong roster. How they all mesh together is a good question because, yeah, it does feel like they're set up to support perks. But yeah. I do think that given the players that they have, especially on their top side, if this ends up being a Flacket team, I'm skeptical if that that's the best direction. But you have all the components around Flacket to make it work. It would just be on Flacket to like rise yeah. up to the challenge. And also, I think like one of the things we didn't touch on for Wonder is like I the way he played team fights in the the season finals. Oh was yeah, that was the, absurd. That was yeah, like flashing onto the, every champion he needed to or Necton to get the stun he needed to buy space for the AD carry. Like this is a team that's going to understand. Yeah, hey, flash we can actually done on mid. I don't remember what game it was. Yeah. But he had the perfect flash done as Renekton, and it yeah. went so unnoticed. And I was so I was like, he literally just won the fight because he exactly. just instantly flashed on the carry and stopped any follow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the, it's stuff like that that I yeah. think is like gonna be the difference maker for this team. And even back in like 2022, I put Wonder as like my best top laner in the league personally when I voted because yeah. I think the understanding he has of not only when he plays team fights, but he went very unnoticed on hey, I'm gonna like reset on this wave so then I can get to bot lane and it can actually be in a position where, okay, now I've shoved this wave out, we have two side lanes that are now in position for the dragon that's in a minute's time, right? Like he was yeah. very good at understanding how to set up the map correctly. And I think that's the part that's going to be um, a big win for this team. So, I mean, if, for me, Heretics is A tier. I'm actually putting them like, I'm really, really hyped in this roster. Wow, we're agreeing yeah. too much. I think. <laughs> we're going to need to sort this out for fake drama, get some more, more clickbait out of this. Um, I agree. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think that if you believe in the Heretics vision and kind of this team, you can put them A tier. And if you don't, I think B is the lowest you can put them. Because yeah. again, even if you think that Perks is trash or whatever, it's like recent, you know, which I like, if you don't think Perks is the, the trash is obviously too strong a word. If you think Perks isn't the best, like fine. I think there's a, like, the, yeah. the, is this a chance for redemption? Mm -hmm. Sure. Every year is a chance for redemption. But I think like the rest of the players on the team are so solid. Yeah. Um. No reason not to believe. I have faith. I have faith in this roster overall. Um, and if you don't, put them in B tier. But if you put them any lower, I think you're absolutely 100% certified trolling. Yeah. Um, also just the, like, the environment. Like, that G2 environment of, hey, like four pieces of this team have been through that environment of hey we're going to laugh or joke we're going to be friends and that kind of stuff which yeah i think would just help and even just the way that you want to present information and the way that you want to communicate with each other i think is going to help out a lot as well so and i think, I think across the board. that has always worked better for eu teams than the like super professional yeah. clock in clock out and even if players feel sometimes like they're mature enough to function in an environment like that i, I still have not seen it function as well as the like band of brothers exactly yeah you know teammates who you really truly get along with and from what i can see they're all getting along pretty well um again is twitch chat and in-house is the best indicator no but <laughs> looks good positive signs next on the list bds formerly bds tier uh spoiler <laughs> not today um in the top lane adam shio coming in in the jungle nuke so same in the mid lane nuke in the mid lane ice in the carry position and LeBrob in support. Ice, the newbie coming in, played in Ultra Liga. Mm -hmm. um, Actually replaced Noah on Zero Tenacity. Yeah, so we have yeah. now a cycle 
Zeto Tenacity <laughs> is our Zenix Storm. For those of yeah. you who are around for Zenix Storm, they are our yeah. Korean our farm team. <laughs> they import <laughs> Korean players, so we may then later import them right. to the LEC. I don't know what their scouting system is, but shout out to Zero Tenacity. Yeah. Two in a row, baby. Mm-hmm. Making it work. So Ice, you know, spent some time in Korea, yeah. but had then came over here and has now been promoted in the exact same fashion as Noah. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about Ice? I am mega hype on this guy. You're mega hype? I, I wasn't so. sure. <laughs> I, I don't want to believe because the stats are so good. But like, yeah. to be honest with you guys, Ultra Liga is one of the weaker ERLs in oh, yeah, my yeah. eyes. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, it's kind of obviously Spain, France yeah. and everybody else. But like Ultra Liga has not gotten better, I would yeah, say. Yeah, no, I've been watching, I watched a good few of these. Well, not a good few, but I watched a few of this lad's games and I'm really, really excited about him. So it's not only like, in team fights, positioning is great. Like the the way he uh, understands his ranges on different carries and where how. I think so. I can't remember who it was that said it, but it was um maybe it was Peter Dunn on Reflections with Torin. But basically, he talked about like the big thing that makes an AD carry is having that kill switch. It's understanding. Hey, look, I understand that at this moment I need to go all out and I'm just going to win the team fight. And it's under. There's certain players that have it where they'll understand that they won't go in too early, throw the fight because they've just tossed it all away, or they don't go in at all and you end up just not actually playing the fight where you need to. I think Ice has that. He's, I think he's really, really strong in that regard. But also just then like his understanding of back timers in lane, his wave management, how he can get these like little advantages are all absolutely sick. So I'm I'm very, very excited to see what he can do now coming into uh into this new split. And this was one of the guys that I was going to say for like, when we were talking about like the player that I want to talk about potentially rising up in 80 carries, I think it'd be ice. I think this guy is really going to be sick, but he is replacing Crowney, who was also, <laughs> yeah, he was also like carry. very good hyper yeah. carry. And this is kind of an interesting swap to yeah. me. Um, again, don't know the context here from BDS's mm-hmm. perspective, yeah. but it's like, if I look at individual performers on this team, Crowney to me was not the weakest link. No. You know what I mean? So this is kind of an odd change. Yeah. Maybe this results in an easier time for BDS. I don't know. Because, again, the best version of BDS we saw was in spring, and they played one style on one patch. And we yeah. did get to see them smash Golden Guardians, and, and that was great. So we love them for that forever. But this is a team that I'm still pretty skeptical about. Adam, obviously, is the remaining standout for me. Adam and Shio together, great. Love these players. Nuke yeah all right he's all right and he's had great games and he's had bad games but on average like i don't think this guy competes with the top in the league and so it's interesting that you had a pretty solid 80 carry already and don't get me wrong crowny had his bad performances as well and i don't know what happened behind the scenes but it's like i would have looked at mid first to be the swap point now they've opted to keep nuke so i'm going to trust their vision here but when i think about what we know about bds and this new lineup it ice being there doesn't change my expectations for if that if you swap that with crowny i'd probably put them in the exact same place i'm going to put them today Mm -hmm. because it's it's a player who i think is going to fill a very similar role which is a carry and a meta where you're playing ranged bot lanes great good to have but it doesn't feel he doesn't feel vastly different in terms of player identity to crowny and so i don't it doesn't really adjust my expectations of bds very much which domestically haven't changed as good as worlds was and as many moments as there were and as much as i'm starting to believe in adam more and more as a player as he continues to expand the identity and not just the gods meme i just think he's generally a good player um and shio as well i think shio continues Mm -hmm. to prove himself it's just like i don't think i don't know i think it's gonna be enough because it wasn't really enough 
in summer a lot and, of times. I mean, there's issues with his champion pool, right? Where there was like, hey, look, he kind of looked good and things like the Syndra and that kind of stuff, but he just wasn't really able to expand huge amount. I think it was Syndra, Cassiopeia, and Azir, I want to say, with the three picks where I was like, hey, yeah, he's going to be all right on this. But with mid lane now becoming wider and becoming more about the 1v1, I think there's more chances to exploit him in that regard. Because I think, as you say, Shale was quite good at like, hey, we're going to try and hold mid together or hold our lanes together, which was kind of where he stood out. Um, I think there's a little buff for Adam in that top lane is more isolated because if you are against these horrible <laughs> champions that Adam likes to play, well, good luck to you. You're just stuck there more often now. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that the ice coming into this isn't going to massively change everything. And honestly, Sheo, like I loved him at the start of the split, I started the year. I thought he looked absolutely fantastic. He was really good at tracking. It was brilliant. But that also kind of fell away towards the end of the year where I don't know if it was what was happening behind the scenes, but Sheo just didn't look as good. So it's kind of hard for me to fully believe that this team is going to recapture the magic that we saw in winter and spring. It feels like it's kind of going to be more of a summer show than anything else. Yeah, and just for context, if you don't remember, like kind of the end of the year for BDS, they um, it's four or five, wasn't it? That they finished. Yeah, and they yeah. they because of their performance in spring, they were kind of able to cement themselves a spot in the season finals. Um, the downside the downside is, is that their season final run was pretty underwhelming. They got kind of smacked around by G two. Um, they smashed SK, who were bad like yeah. sk were in rough shape that was not a good series for them and then they played a really close series versus um fanatic but it was a fanatic who had just subbed in wonder mm-hmm. right and so it's like you don't get a, you don't get a ton of points yeah for that one because wonder also wasn't great in that it's like he played great in montpellier he did yeah. not play phenomenally no. in the bds series right and so for yeah. me um I'm just not, I, I don't, the faith is not there for me, for yeah. BDS. I, I think that if Nuke continues to develop as a player, and I feel bad to put it all on Nuke, but Nuke is really the guy that I want to see step up because this team just keeps building around him, and he is not a top three mid laner. And that's the thing. It's like, this is kind of crazy to me. So yeah. I don't know what he provides behind the scenes. And obviously, he's a nice dude in real life. I hold nothing against him. But it's like, you continue to build around this player over and over again. I want to see the next caps at this point, how many years you, exactly, have, you yeah. have doubled down on this guy. You know what I mean? Um, so I think they'll be solid. But again, probably nothing crazy. I, I, I'm putting them B. Yeah, I, I actually have them at C. You have I don't even C. have them. Yeah, I don't even have them that high. I think it's just, if if we see the big step up from Shao again, it's going to be fine. But um, yeah, I just, I find it hard to fully believe in this team when, I mean, their mid-jungle looks so atrocious in summer. Um, yeah. I and then as that. well, also, the big one for me is the shift in meta that we're seeing in the jungle. Like, Shale for me is the, hey, I'm going to play the Sejuani, I'm going to play the Vi, I'm going to play these facilitators, which is not <laughs> the meta that we're seeing, at least in the in-houses. So I think that, like, I think a Zin could be fine, but when it starts to teeter off of those champions and he's not the one setting up engages. I don't think Labrov looked particularly comfortable being their engage tool. Yeah, you're right. Shao kind of had to be. No. And I was like, oh, well, you don't have that anymore. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think I, for me, I think that like there's a lot of faith that has grown from worlds around the top side, specifically Shio and Adam. But when I look at how, especially how we've looked at Rogue, I, I think that, and SK to a certain degree, it's like, yeah. that's just can't be enough to carry him through. You're right. Yeah. I, I agree. C tier. I think the potential to be on the upper end of C tier or in B depending on how they start the season. Yeah. But yeah, it's not, the magic is not there for me. Mm. 
And I feel bad because BDS have obviously, no matter how many times I say the magic isn't there, they kind of show up and then we put them in S tier and they suck. So um, <laughs> this will be the season that they pop yeah, look, off. I learned, all right? This I've is learned it. from my mistakes. This is okay. it. This is the season they pop off because we once again underestimated them um, if you're yeah. into sports superstition. Anyway, we got three teams remaining on our list. Currently, just for a check-in for all of those of you in podcast land, at the top of the table, G2 and S tier. A tier is Fnatic and Heretics. B tier currently empty. C tier is SK, Rogue, BDS, D tier, solely controlled by the Mad Lions. And our next team, none other than Team Vitality, um, who are not cursed. <laughs> Don't let any commentators or anyone else convince you. They have kept Hillisang and Karzi. No, what am I talking about? Everyone has shifted around here. It's all gone. Photon is the <laughs> only holdover here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Photon, technically Dagless as well, um, is now coming in. He played a couple games on stage. Still technically a rookie. Hasn't played enough to over-qualify him. Now it's VTO, Karzi, and Hillisang coming in as the new runners for this roster. Um, exciting roster. Interesting mm -hmm. roster. What's your gut instinct? So I actually am hopeful for this squad, which as Vitality is the same thing I say every single time i see the roster but i actually think that this so the big one for me is like whenever i look at vitality in the past it's been like this is a bunch of name brands that don't really feel like they're going to gel together where it's like everyone wants to be the big carry like when we looked at like last year right it was like perks likes to carry bow likes to carry upset likes to carry it was like who do you give and even photon to a certain extent likes to be the carry so who the hell are you giving the resources to someone has to take a back seat and i think that's the biggest struggle when I look at this roster, though, it's like, I think Daglas can play that more facilitator role. I think Video, when is needed, is happy to take the back seat, but can also step up and be the big carry. I think Karzi has shown multiple times that he's willing to take a back seat if needs be. But I also think is kind of underrated when it comes to AD carries. I think he's had some fantastic performances when it comes to literally holding sure. teams together. And you've got Hilly that loves to roam around and can support both Video and Karzi. So on paper... I can see the angle that this team went for, which wasn't in case that we're going to throw money at big names and hope it works. It actually feels like this is, I have a, an idea and a game plan of how this will all come together. And if we forget the fact that this org always seems to find a way... <laughs> to mess it up. <laughs> to mess it up. There are a lot of positive indicators past just the roster. They kept Coach Carter, again, formerly of Misfits, um, guy that has come with a lot of praise. Yeah. Um, even if it didn't work out for Vitality last year, he was their coach last year as well. But now Mac has swapped from head coach to head manager and has come over and Pad has, um, has over as a strategic coach. So a lot of the Mad Lions coaching staff, which is big, um, have come over who have a pretty great track record and who obviously have worked with Karzi and Hillisang are coming over as well. So there are a lot of reasons to be excited about this team right now. Mm -hmm. I will say that um, VTO is a big question for me. I, his last year was all over the place. Yeah. Um, at best, it was good. At worst, it was non-existent. He did have some issues. I, I don't think that publicly anyone ever found out what those were, and so I won't, I won't dwell on it. But obviously, he had some performance issues on Excel that were related yeah. to personal reasons. And he looked good on Heretics, though. He did look pretty solid on Heretics. Yeah. Um, but again, this is a guy who I I think probably oversold him after the Misfits hype, and now I'm a, I'm a bit more reserved. You know, I've been hurt. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to see where it goes, but I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna tell you the VTOs the second coming of Caps or anything. I think no. that he's solid. I think that he has the potential to be great. We have seen yeah. that ceiling, but I will believe it when I see it. And Karzi Hill is saying, obviously, a solid bot lane, albeit a bit inconsistent. Mm -hmm. Hilly, gets your team to playoffs. I feel yeah. like he's an, he's an inevitability in that regard. Um, but out the gate, 
Out the gate? No, I don't believe in it. I'm going to say right now, I don't believe. Out the gate, no. You give this team a split, two splits, great. They're going to be a solid team. They're going to be top six. Easy. Not that top six matters in our new format. Will they make top four? Better question. They will definitely be top eight. They will win some best of threes. I do not believe in this team right out the gate. I have them B. You have them B? <laughs> you have them B? <laughs> like, for me, I think this for team could pun? actually be sick. For yeah, the for pun? my top would be B. Yeah, yeah. I'll respect but, uh, it for the pun. No, no, straight up. I actually think this could be... A, the only question mark for me, realistically, with this is Douglas's performance. Because I feel like the rest, it just makes sense in my head. I think Photon was one of the best laners that we had. I think he's going to continue to be a great laner. Yeah, um, but you say this this carry thing, and I'm just like, Photon wants to play carries. VTO historically wants to play carries. Those are his best champions. I'm like, yeah. Karzy, yeah, I give you the Karzy flexible. I'll yeah. give you the Hilly's flexible. I don't have a ton of faith in Daglas. I'm yeah. ready to be wrong. Like, Daglas, I'm kind of yeah. giving him a clean slate. I'm not going to, in the same way that I think it would be unfair to judge Saken. Exactly. Oh, spoiler for yeah. later, too much on that, like, brief stint that he had in Vitality on stage yeah. when Jazuke had health problems. I'm not going to judge Daglas for some of those last-minute sub-ins, whatever. Exactly, yeah. Um, but I'm not. Yeah, to me, it's like I don't. I don't see the vision yet. Um, and some of that is I'm carrying over some of the weight of VTO's like eh, middling performances last yeah. year. I think when so when I saw a video on Heretics and the Jay's performances he had, and actually like Jace it took him, it took good. him a couple of days though, or a couple of days to get into it. But like when you look back, it was like Heretics they swept BDS in twice in playoffs when it came into summer playoffs. I think it was. Um, they were like pushing to suddenly go to Worlds which is an incredible turnaround for this squad, right? So I, I, and I think a huge amount of that was video coming in and like having that strong. They lost to BDS and they 2-0'd Koi, they 2-0'd BDS. Yeah. To make it to top. Um, So I think it's, uh, I think this is a squad that I think is going to be surprising. I think video is going to feel way more comfortable in this squad. Um, He had Yankos. He had Yankos so, though, and that's important. Now he has Daglas. And whatever you want to say about Daglas, he's not Yankos, man. That I mean, is true. But I also do think that if you're looking at a player that could be potentially affected emotionally, Karzy's the best lad to have beside you. Karzy's going to make sure that oh, you are the happiest yeah. dude on and, the planet. And, and, the and to be clear, time. when I, I, I'm just skeptical about Vito's performance in general. Mm-hmm. I don't know the details of whatever was going on with him. I'm not worried about him being affected emotionally. I just don't know enough to know if he's an emotional player. He's yeah. not a guy that I would chalk up okay, to being fair. emotional. Yeah, yeah. So that's not part, just okay. to be clear, that's not part of my argument. I think okay, it is an yeah. argument someone would make, but it's, it's not my argument. So I, I get why you're putting him there because they feel like a lot of reliable components in yeah. theory. But yeah, I think the mid jungle is the question mark. But I, I think I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt feels with like the players around them. A literal crime against the entire history of Europe to put <laughs> Hillisang low yeah. ever. Because as much as people love to roast this guy for being an inter, he is very good. Is he over the hill? I'd like to think not yet. We'll find out one year. One year will be the last year. I don't think it's this year. I'm saying C, Rob. You want him in B? <laughs> like I, I think they are better than SK. I think they are going to be more SK. proactive than Rogue. Probably, yes. Yeah, and I think... Are they better pound for pound in some of the positions, though? I don't know. Than Rogue? Ah, maybe well, that's, the, that's the thing, is that, like... They're Rogue better than BDS. The I'll pound. give you they're Rogue better than BDS pound. and they're better than SK. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe they're on bottom of B. I, I'm yeah. holding... You know... Mm, this is hard, Rob. Come to the B side. <laughs> I will give you B. Your argument is valid, and when we compare them to C-tier teams, it feels fair. So I will give you the lower end yeah. of B. Not that we're ranking. Right, we'll, There's no look, order here. Look, we'll do a little. Can we put them in the middle like this? No, do don't like... put them in the middle. That's the, that's the biggest <laughs> okay. cop out ever. 
All right, there B. There that B. that solution serves no there one. There we go. Okay. <laughs> the, you can you can win this one. You get B. I'll hold yeah. them in, in C for my tier list. I don't yeah. believe, man. There's something about I just maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking too much about the organization. I don't know. But I, I'm not sold. <laughs> I can see why you're saying what you're saying. Vitality and B tier. Phil, now we got two teams left. Giants X and K Corp. As mentioned, K Corp comes last. Yeah. So Giant X first. So this is Giants and Excel have merged. They are originally Giants X. But if you say that real fast, you can figure out why it's now Giant X. Um, and uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about this team. So keeping a lot of the same core alive. This is one I'm actually kind of excited about. So Oduwamine is still there. Peach is still there. Patrick is still there. They've got Ignar coming in from NRG. Ignar, the return. <laughs> we stole him. We gave him back. We're stealing him again. This man's getting passed around everywhere. <laughs> God damn. But he's back. And Ignar is a great player. And I think he had a solid year on energy. Obviously, he beat G2 is going to be the big thing that we talk about. Um, but Jackie's is the mid laner who I did not mention there. He's mm -hmm. coming in from um, the Czech League. Yeah. Hit Point Masters. And Tropic, I think is how you say that team name. This is a guy who yeah. has... Almost zero EMEA Masters. I think zero EMEA Masters he experience. He failed to make it out of plans. Plans. Kind of so he made it to plans and that's it. And he is a local juggernaut and just how dominant he has been at Hit Point Masters, which is the uh, the local Czech tournament. But what the, who the hell is Jackie's, <laughs> bro? What the, I'm down. I'm always up for new talent, but like we built, this whole ass ecosystem where you can see how good players are on big stages like the LFL and the LVP and Giant X are like, nah, check, bam, slap, got him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could have waited a year. He probably, if he is as good as Giant X clearly believed to be as they vouched yeah. for him, he could have gone up to another team. You could have seen, they're trying to snipe him early. They're trying to help that growth, it would seem, but who the hell is Jackie's wrong? Who the hell is Jackie's? I, <laughs> I, look, I, I'm not going to lie. I've done a lot of <laughs> masters. Didn't know who Jackie's was. I had to go and like be like, wait, where was he from? Um, and from watching his games, I'm not gonna lie, I haven't been massively impressed. I don't think like I think he's a clear downgrade from Abadage. Um his team fighting is he seems almost like kind of standoffish at times where he's afraid to go in. I think some of the timings that he does go in are a bit messy. Um so I don't know. I want to be surprised by this guy, but I, I think that this is where for me, Giant X is going to struggle. It's going to be their mid jungle. I I wasn't hyped on Peach. Peach had some nicely sing games in that, but never really was like, oh my God, he's finally figured out. He's cracked the code. Yeah. You're now adding that in with a new guy that I don't think is quite ready for LEC. Um, and it's kind of a hope that, hey, look, we have Patrick Ignar and Odo Amne in our veterancy. Maybe they can hold the fort, but I think you've got a fairly big hole in mid-jungle. This is where we disconnect. So here's the thing, oh, right? Like, okay. Okay, so for context, um, Odo Amne was doing a boot camp. And so I, got to, yeah. I ran into him a couple times when I was in Korea, and I've run into him a couple times uh, otherwise this year. And so he kind of, he big-upped this team to me. So there's, mm -hmm. I'm just warning you now, I, I got a bit of speech. Yeah. Um, so you've been brainwashed. I've been yeah. brainwashed. I've been converted. But I think one of the things that he said that inspired confidence for me is he talked a lot about Peach's English proficiency and how it's gotten better. Um, at the time, the Ignar move was yet undecided, but I'm excited for Ignar to be here too because he's another player who's you know picked up English and is obviously mm -hmm. very much able to communicate on a team. Patrick has always been a rock. Patrick has always been reliable. I think Oduwamne is super reliable. I think if Peach is a player who's able to communicate and perform better, this team has a lot of potential. 
Jackie's is the only part of this team that I'm concerned about, to be honest with yeah. you. Peach, don't get me wrong. I don't think Peach is going to be insane, but I think Peach will function. And if we're doing talking bot lane focused meta, like Patrick is so reliable. Hmm. The only thing I will count against their bot lane right now is that Ignar has never been the ardent guy. And if it yeah. does go ardent the way that we expect it to do, yes, like, oh my God, he's the guy that big brain broke the meta. And that's the cool version of the story. Like the sad version of the story is like, they don't think they could have played ardent if they wanted to. It wasn't, yeah. it was a strength because they were successful with it. But if they had lost with it, we would look back at history and go, yeah, it was kind of shit that you guys didn't play ardent champs yeah. on misfits. You know what I mean? So like, don't, it's not oversell the historical angle here. Because mm -hmm. if they can't play ardent and ardent is the best, there's so much more pressure on them to be the ones that quote unquote break the meta. And this is not that Misfits lineup. This is a very different lineup. I would think that this lineup would benefit a lot from more set strategies, more stable things to work around, especially when you're trying to integrate a very green player uh, in the form of Jackies into this team. So I'm optimistic yeah. about Giant X. I actually think that they can do pretty well. I will say the big one for me with Ignar coming in as well is like definitive shop caller. He was a shot caller in NRG. Um, so this could be a very slow-paced team from what we saw in NRG. But um, if you're bringing him over, it feels like he's going to be the guy that's kind of trying to run the show, which I think will help out quite a lot on just trying to get like, hey, look, where's Peach need to be? Um, how are they going to try and work together? And I think that'll add a lot. But um, And I think I'm kind of in the same boat as you. It feels like Ignar and Patrick need to be the big pop-offs. But I think it, the... I don't know. You seem sold on them. I'm just... I feel like mid-jungle is still going to be, regardless, an incredibly important role, and I just don't know if they have it. Where are you putting them? Uh, I think it's C. Yeah, I'm also yeah. putting them C. I talked myself out. I had them B yeah. last night. I'm not going to lie. They, I was discussing them in my head if, if it was going to be D tier. Ooh. Yeah. Like I, last I, night. I think that's a bit too harsh, which is why I didn't. I mean, but no, Peach was bad. Like Peach was yeah. bad, but like most of Excel was bad. And even in that Miracle run where they like figured their stuff out, it was not a very cool Miracle run. Like it was not yeah. the most impressive League of Legends. And it was also a split where everyone else sucked. Like our summer was bad. Yeah. Like actually a lot of last year, now that <laughs> yeah, we're past last year, it was hype. <laughs> but the game, like the team quality was low last year. Last year was a struggle. It's like people got used to the new format yeah. as a lot of the rosters were built in really weird weird ways um so i'm also gonna say c tier i'm gonna agree yeah. so i think we disagree a little bit like probably on yeah, where we I would put them I, in like a stack one to ten ranking but i agree that like i can't realistically put them above vitality vitality has so many more reliable recently yeah. proven components and while i believe in patrick and odawamne that's two out of five ignore is so, a big question the reason the reason i was struggling with potentially d tier was that this team really sucked until the end. Like, was really perma-10th. Yeah, perma-10th. And now I just see this as a massive downgrade. Like, they did have that upswing, right? But I think their mid lane is such a downgrade that I was just like, is this just going to fall apart again? How much... This is the question. How much do you think... Forget Jackies. Yeah. Where do you... Imagine you just have generic mid lane. Or imagine mid lane's not a part of okay, it. Okay, yeah, Just yeah. for a second. Thought experiment. Where do you put this Excel lineup? This mid lane doesn't come into account. So it's not a positive or a negative. You just, I mean, it's a tough thought experiment because it's not really a good criteria or good ex yeah. thought experiment. <laughs> but just humor me for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think I'd still put them C. Like, if you just have a... Like, I think Patrick is good and I think he can carry, but like, I think they're... I still think their mid-jungle will still be just, well, kind of meh. So it's like, if... You've actually... 
you're kind of selling me on D because the thing is, is when I look at how much uncertainty we cast in the Mad Lions lineup, yeah. and admittedly that's because four of the components are younger players, it's like if the difference, if they're C without Jackies and you add in Jackies who at worst could be a liability, I don't want to give Jackies a benefit of the doubt that we are not giving to a lot of the Mad Lions players. Yeah. Because is this guy better than Frescali? Can we say that? No. Like, it's just like the yeah. only thing going for him is that, like, we weren't super impressed by Frescali on the games that we saw on a much yeah. higher stage. And so it's like, I don't want to say that the absence of information on Jackie's is better than, like, meh information on a more impressive stage. Yeah. And also, and that's the thing. I think, like, so for context in this, right? When we look at Winter, they had video and it was Targamus in the bot lane. Uh, and they had Zerse jungle. They then changed that coming into um, spring where they still had Zerse, then it was Video uh, and Abadagay were sharing and they still had Limit in the bot lane then. So coming into summer, their team was Odo, Peach, Abadagay, Patrick and Limit. So I think Ignar is an upgrade in the bot lane. Oh, 100%. But if you take Abadagay back, back out of this, I'm just like, am I as confident that this team is not going to go the two and seven that they did in spring like yes Zerse was in i think Zerse they're like plus. a c tier team and it's mostly because they just haven't changed that many components yeah because as impressive as their run was i don't believe they can replicate it i don't think they would believe they can replicate it hmm. d tier i think i think i might have did we, we, we just convince <laughs> each other it's a little d tier <laughs> bam oh, all Jesus. right okay yeah well giant l for giant x um it turns out, yeah, I would love to be wrong here, yeah. but like the more that we talk about it, the more that I'm like, why do I believe in this team? And I think, yeah, I, there's not a lot to go on. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. I, like, I, if it is, I kind of feel like this is just a it's flash the miracle run. Like yeah. you, you have to believe that the miracle run that they made again. And yeah. I hate we keep on find new words for things that are miracle runs. Uh, <laughs> the run that they made at the end of summer, it's like you have to believe that's consistent. And like, I don't know what you have to be on to believe that that was a consistent thing. Cause even in the midst of it, it looked shaky. Yeah. Um, and so maybe Jackie's is great. And if Jackie's is great, you could be C easily. And if suddenly everything clicks with peach and ignore, then you could be B. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they make yeah. it all the way up to B tier, but I do not want to, it feels weird to give them that benefit of the doubt. I don't think we can. And so we mm -hmm. won't <laughs> D tier for giant X. <laughs> that felt real bad. Giant X is so good. Oh, I love it God. so much. Uh, oh uh, my gosh. I feel like if there's one pick we're going to get flamed for, it's that one that we just did. I just want them to make a series of promotional content for Giant X that's just like weird wordplay setups. It's like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Baldur's Gate, did you want to date a troll? No, I tried dating a giant, but it didn't work out. It's like, oh, what's it like having a giant X? <laughs> it's bad and it's terrible. I really want to do, um, what's it? It's like, oh, they should rename to Opera GX because the fat lady's singing and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's so uh, many that there's are gotta there. Be an, I, I, uh, there's got to be an Irish word for this. I'll find it later. <laughs> Thanks again for the book, Rob. Uh, <laughs> last team, last, and actually certainly not least, um, I want to be really clear here that there's so much buzz around K-Corp that there's always this temptation, I think, as a pundit and as a commentator to play into the buzz and the fandom and, like, meme, whatever. But I don't think that's fair to the players because the mm -hmm. players aren't really responsible for how excited the fan base gets or yeah. the amount of fans that they have. So I'm just going to try to approach this as cleanly as possible. I debated doing some sort of meme here to kind of bait KC fans, but <laughs> I'm not going to... Uh, the players come first. And so I don't think the players 
that's not the player's stuff. Yeah. That's the that's the fan stuff. And I'm not gonna worry about that. So let's talk about Casey as a team. Um new team, bought the slot from Astralis, mm-hmm. headed by Yamato Cannon. They have an insane coaching staff. But before we go into the coaching staff, let's just talk about the roster. Top lane, Cabo Shard, holdover from Casey in the LFL. Jungle Bow has been brought in. Saken in the mid lane. Again, another Casey holdover. Upset from Vitality in the bottom lane and Targamus. Uh, former G2, former XL. And these are the guys who won EMEA Masters, nail-biting five-game series, although they were pretty close to the 3-0 there yeah. based on those first two games. So uh, maybe a bit misleading, but this is a team that's obviously the most hyped team coming into the league, not because they have the star-studded super team, but because they are freaking Carmine Corp and have one of the most active fan bases of any team yeah. in esports. And shit, soon might even rival traditional sports. Who knows? These guys yeah, are uh, huge, dedicated, and massive. So you see a lot of blue wall everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let's talk a little bit about the team. I think that. Do you want to start coaching staff, or you want to start players? Because I think there's. I what think, are you? Just tell me what you're most excited about, Rob. I mean, it is the coaching staff, but I think we start with the players, and then we can explain the coaching staff after. Sure. So I think for. The big one for me is, and I, I think a lot of people are going to recognize Cabo Shard, the name, right? Oh, yeah. Um, used to play in LEC, has been on Carmen Corp forever. And I think a lot of people are looking at him going, oh, well, he's been in the NFL for so long. He, w- he must have been there because he wasn't good enough for LEC. No, this man had requests to come to the LEC basically year on year. This guy was yeah. head and shoulders the best top laner that was in the EMEA Masters. He, he crushed... Liked- being the big fish in that LFL pond. Yeah, it was insane. Like his stats were, I think on average one year, he on on average, he had a 1,200 gold lead of 14. Like that, the stats that this man was putting up was absurd. He was so good. And it's important to note that if if you weren't, and have not been an LFL enjoyer, but you've been a long time EULCS or LEC fan, you'll remember Cabo from the incredible run that he made with the Chizuke lineup. But- it's hard for me when I look back to think of a time where Cabo Shard was not, no matter how bad the rest of his team was doing or what else was going around him, like a contender at the very minimum, or not even contender, a top five top laner. He has yeah. always been solid. There have been different iterations that have been better or worse. I remember fondly the days of Urgot top and Cabo being really good there. But the fact that he has held such a high level of performance, it is still a question to me how it transitions into LEC. Yeah. But given his historic level of performance given his veterancy and given the fact that he has worked with so many players on this team if you just dropped Cabo into a team he would get the benefit of the doubt from me but so many of these pieces he's worked with yeah. before uh, including Yamato Cannon which I think is a big step the fact that you've worked with a coach before the fact that you've probably had versions of these same initial conversations to set up the team atmosphere before I imagine they've changed and progressed as Yamato's improved as a coach um, but it's just it's such a solid start to have and yeah, so I'm I'm genuinely hyped for Cabo. I am yeah. skeptical. I'm not skeptical, but like, you know, I want to see how he's going to do yeah. on stage. I'm not worried about him the way that I'm like worried about Jackie's or worried exactly. about some of these, yeah. a lot of the, you know, the Mavi Star Rider players who have now joined Mad Lions Koi. Uh, I don't have those fears for Cabo, but yeah. I still want to see and I want some of the faith that people have in Cabo to be proven on yeah. stage. I think it's more, the. it's not a question of if Cabo does well for me, it's more how well he does. And I think that's a, quite a comforting thing for a Carmen Corpse fan coming in. Um, and then I think kind of working down the line, I think you can kind of look at like mid-jungle and go, hey, look, Bo and Saken, in theory, should work well together. Saken, very much a player, kind of remnants of what people think of Niski as, is, hey, look, I can like play for my jungle, I can play to kind of play for skirmishes, likes to roam, big, big rise player. And look, this is 
what is coined the you know faker of Emir Masters. He is the guy that you have to beat. He has four titles, by far the most of any player that's played in Emir Masters. So if anyone kind of deserves the opportunity to kind of come back up again and prove that what was, I think, an unfair way to judge him, as you said earlier, on Vitality when he initially got to play. Mm-hmm. I think this is Saken getting the chance that he deserves. Um, and then upset on Targamus. Targamus, a phenomenal player, um, has been doing really, really well with Callist on Carmine Corp. Um, and I'm excited to see him kind of come back up and get another chance now again. Us, Targamus is not is a phenomenal player yeah. in the LFL. Tamar- Targamus does not have the most phenomenal track that record is fair. in the LEC. That is fair. That's that just, is just fair. to be clear here. This is and Sagan as well. Like I, again, I I think that we can you can let go of the mistakes or poor performances of Sagan's past in the mm-hmm. LEC because it's been so long. But like Targamus struggled on Excel. Yeah. Wasn't super communicative. Didn't seem like it worked out at all. Did great on G2, obviously, mm-hmm. for that brief stint, even if it uh, didn't consistently translate to internationals well with Flacid. Um, but this is a guy who I think has had really standout highlight games and has had a lot of really, really quiet games. If he gets Senna, great. I love this guy. I think he's mm-hmm. great. One of, Probably one of the best Senna's, if not the best Senna in our league. Um, how is he going to work with upset is a big question for me. And that's the biggest question that I think I have for this K-Corp roster besides the, their jungler, who we'll talk about soon. Um, but as much as I want to give Saken that clean, fresh slate, I can't do the same for Targamus. And so to me, I'm not going to call Targamus a weak link. I don't think that's fair. I think that he is, um, he was bad last year in LEC. He made up for it in LFL. Again, different league, different context, different pool of players for sure. But, um, meh. Yeah. I want to believe, I I would be happy to believe. Nah, not so. Yeah. I think so. Don't. I think the only kind of silver lining for me on this um, is I think when Targamus was on LFL, I think he worked very well with Synchrov and Saken to be like, hey, we're going to play through this strong yep. support mid-jungle combo. And I think if that is what Carmine Corp are bringing to the table again with like Bo now taking the place of Synchrov, yeah, I think that could be a really sick angle to play. But I think I think we can start to bring in the conversation of Bo because I think this is going to be kind of the crux of the issue, right? Because if... Do you want to round out bot lane first and then go bow? Or do you want to go? Oh, sorry. No, 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 it's up to you. We can go bow first. We can go yeah. bow first. So I think, I think it's going to encompass kind of everything. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me is like, again, on Vitality, I looked and I said, bow is a carry player. He's going to want all the resources. Perks is, Upset is, and Photon was going to want it as well. I think the Carmine Corp may actually be setting themselves up for the same sort of issue that Vitality had which is, I think Cabo, when you look at him when he was in the LFL, didn't take a huge amount of resources, but definitely wanted a gank or two or some early pressure up towards him so then he could gain his early lead, get the first reset, and then start to take over. Um, I think when you look at the bow, we just said wants resources, and I think upset as well, definitely a person that is going to want resources. So the biggest issue that I'm seeing here is I think it's kind of like, hey, look, at least you don't have a mid laner like Perks that is going to want to be a set up and carry and take side lane or side lane waves and stuff in the mid game. But I still think you're looking at a lot of people that want to try and step up and be the difference maker on the team. And I'm starting to get a little bit worried that they might have a, a similar issue. Mm, but, on carries. Yeah, but I think the coaching staff might help with that. But I, I want to get your opinion on like where you see this kind of going first. So... Outside of the coaching staff, which we'll talk later, but could help set them up better for success. Um, yeah, I'm I'm the ceiling on the two players that have been brought to this team, yeah. upset and bow, is exceptionally high. They did not hit that ceiling uh in their last year mm-hmm. whatsoever. And so it's hard to know what to take from, what did we learn? You know what I mean? 
that's the question about the vitality lineup last year it's like the stupid burn after reading final yeah. scene love the scene love referencing it's like what did we learn johnson i have no idea i guess we learned <laughs> not to do it again you know what i mean it's like <laughs> yeah. what the hell did we learn <laughs> from that vitality super team experiment not to make another super team but i don't think we learned anything about these players and like to the problem for me with Bo is that Bo is so hyped at all times justifiably so because of his solo queue play but how that hype because that hype hasn't transitioned to pro play in like a super meaningful way or a consistent way i i don't know what to expect from him i don't know what to expect from him in a different context with a different team so i'm inclined to kind of give every vitality player that was on that team last year just a clean slate yeah and is that the best way to approach it Maybe not, but yeah. it's the I think the only simple way to untangle <laughs> do, the mess that was that. But team. if we do just wipe Vitality from Bo's slate, he is now ten and zero undefeated LPL FBX guy. Right? So, we're, we're not yeah. going back there. Solo Q legend. What can't he do? This is my problem is we're approaching like this Patrick Bateman level of Bo adoration where it's like there is an idea of Bo, some kind of abstraction, but there's no real Bo. You may shake his hand, you may feel flesh, but yeah. Bo is only an idea. You know what I mean? Like we're like at this like horrible point where there's this is this is the most hyped player I know. Yeah. of all time yeah like unironically I'm, I'm part of the problem i know <laughs> but like this is the only player that i've seen universally agreed yeah. on seemingly by all sources be like the prodigal son you know what i mean this this guy is the the prophet this i don't know what you want to call Bo. think of whatever you know yeah. grandiose title you want to call him it just feels too too good to be true. Yeah. So I just hope, because I don't I don't think Vitality, or sorry, not Vitality, I don't think Casey need Bo to be the god of the jungle. Yeah. I think if he's good and he can fit into the team well, like, no, nah, I take that back. Bo needs to be really good. Bo doesn't have to be god of the jungle. <laughs> Bo needs to be really good. Until Cabo and Seiken show that they're like ready to fight fire with fire on the OEC stage, which I expect that they will do. Bo needs to be pretty good. And so I think a lot hinges on Bo, but I don't think Bo fits well into the, the, the thing that you're talking about, which is like, who's going to be the carry? Well, I want Bo to be the carry. Yeah. I want everyone else to play for push and I want Bo. I yeah. want this to be the Bo show. Yeah. And I don't know if that's going to be the case. And I think that's where my biggest struggle is, is like, I think Cabo takes a lot of side waves, upset, oftentimes will be kind of a mid lane, trying to soak up all that EXP in gold. Um, I think there was even like a joke. I think it was perks made in the the in houses that I saw. I think it was on was it on Cajal's channel where it was like, um, oh, I <laughs> know oh, it was Wonder who made the joke. It was like, oh yeah, we got um, you know, there's a wave pushing in mid. That means that upset's going to be on it. We can kill them. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's just they knew that they see upset will want to take the gold. So I think it that's the problem that I'm seeing. But I think which I think is going to be the topic that we move on to now. The coaching staff should be able to whip them into shape. Okay. Also, side yeah. note for let's just hit upset really quickly. Yeah. I think upset's a great player. Yes. I think yeah, at yeah, his yeah. best, he's a top eighty carry in the league, and I think that he yeah. hasn't had the the opportunity to showcase that. I think that clearly he, um, you know, like his time on Fnatic was solid. They had some great highlight moments, but I and, and it clicked in a lot of cases, but sometimes it didn't. And I'm wondering, I'm hoping for his sake that Casey can be his new home and that he can really grow and flourish there because I don't think that he has had that opportunity to do so and certainly did not have the opportunity to do so in Vitality. He is a good player. I At worst, I would put him top five. That's the thing. That's the nice thing about Upset. I, I think like he's talking about Upset. I think he's really good. Yeah, yeah. but that's at worst. Like yeah. Upset's floor for me as an AD carry is top he's five. He's one of the best. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the best. I mean, and his ceiling is obviously so much higher than that. How far he'll go is a question. But like Upset's 
not old reliable because i don't think that's his play style he's a pretty you know he's a little bit more assertive than that uh he's a new reckless more handsome left old memes checks out um but i think he saw it but the coaching staff yeah this is what's exciting obviously yamato cannon is a friend of the show friend of the broadcast we've known him for forever Mm But Yamato Cannon isn't the exciting <laughs> no, part of this coaching no, no, staff. No, no, no. I'm not trying to sell you on Yamato Cannon for the five millionth time. I'm not. There is one man. There is one person on this coaching staff that gets me riled up. That I am like, I don't know how they got him, but I am so glad that he's here. Let's talk about him, Rob. It's steak. It's steak. I'm so hyped. <laughs> Holy shit. If that name doesn't make sense to you, it is okay. Maybe you are a new generation esports fan or you have yeah. not been following international competition. Steak is one of the OG members of the greatest team in the LMS's history, the Flash Wolves. He's a top yeah. laner. He has coached and been a part of coaching staffs for uh, countless successful LPL teams once he yeah. left the L- LMS. The man is a League of Legends legend one of the nicest human beings you will ever meet although i met him like a bajillion years ago so maybe he's mean now who knows <laughs> um the dude has an insane track record yeah and obviously the fact that he comes in and he can speak and communicate with Bo, as if the Bo fans didn't need it anymore you know reasons to be excited but there it is steak is here he is on the staff god damn steak is here dude stay yeah steak is absolute. so for people X, RNG, LNG, FPX, um, semi-finalist himself at MSI. Like, the guy has the most ridiculous track record of all time. So I'm very, very excited. And I think as well, the big one for me is that he was a part of, um, he was a part of the FPX that had both. Like when yep. Bo came in, Steak was actually the, the head coach for them. So I think if there's someone who's going to be able to just kind of like, whip him around the ear and say like, no, what the hell are you doing? I think it is going to be steak. Because yeah. I think um, for Bo, when he got his start, it was like, you had the most insane people around him. Um, like you had, um, what's his face? Sorry, you had Nuggery in the top lane, Doombie, you had uh, LWX and Crisp. Like yeah. that is, That's if you want- stack <laughs> roster. Yeah, exactly. And if you want anyone to go like, hey, look, we're going to like tell you exactly where you want to go and how you want to play, it's going to be that roster. They are incredibly vocal. Um, and I think this is going to be a case of, look- Maybe, actually, now that I say it, maybe this is um, giving me that FPX vibe. Like, Nuggery, Cabo Shard, I can see a connection there. Doombie Saken, I can see a connection there. Strong carries in the bot lane. Like, I'm saying... Like, Look, okay, I don't, see, out, I don't see it the way yeah. that you see it, but I like the connection. And yeah, the- but I think the big one anyways, I think the... Wait, just to be clear, you're, yeah. you're ready to just call KC... No, I'm not e- quite there. Is this oh. e- EMEA? Hmm? Is this EMEA FPX? Is that what you're willing to say? Are you willing to, are you willing to say that? Are you saying <laughs> it Cabo Shard is Nuguri? I mean, I, I love Cabo. I'm not going to lie. Cabo, I've watched Cabo for like several years in EMEA Mass. This guy is, I'm expecting this guy to just pop off. I'm not going to lie. You might have your reservations. I'm expecting him to come in swinging. I think Cabo is very much going to make a name for himself this year. Um, and then I think the biggest question is how does Seiken do? Like if Seiken actually does be kind of fit into that stuff. <laughs> yeah, anyway, true. we're going to go back. Yeah, Say yeah. track. Let's rank them. Yeah. We've been here for almost two hours now. Okay. It's a long podcast. Okay, okay. Thank you to everyone uh, who's sorry. stuck with us. It's obviously our start of year. Let's yeah. talk about it. Where does this put Casey? We have okay. a lot of components that are super exciting. The potential to be Amiya's very own FPX. Yeah. Like, oh, you didn't officially say that, <laughs> yeah. but I'm putting those words in your mouth, baby. Hope they taste good. It's in the book. It's in the book. <laughs> but um. Amiya FPX means goddamn get hype. Um, and this is this is all we're talking about. Exciting. Yeah. 
potential, but where do we see them start of the season? So, I think start of the season, I have them as B tier. So I actually think that they could be up, but I think the thing is, I agree. I think it'll be, sorry, high CB and yep. low B. But I think with the overtime when they have Stake and Yamato working with them, I could see this team becoming a contender for top three in the league. Like I genuinely think if you have the stake in the background helping you and working with you, it feels very hard not to, one, have a person that's going to be able to whip you into shape and just go, shut, shut up. You're, I was about to curse, save myself. Shut up. You're going to like, do I what I tell you and do your, do what you need to do. Um, I think that's what Stake is going to bring to this team, especially when you look at like the people. Like he's he's worked with Uzi, Xiaohu, Ming. He's worked with Doombie, LWX, Chris, Nuggery. Like if there is a person that is used to dealing with a, a personality or trying to put someone into shape, it's him. I think he's going to be fantastic. So yeah, I think B for me. And then I I think the it's only up from there though. Yeah. I agree. B at the start. Yeah. B tier is interesting for me because I think that both Vitality and K Corp are this team that's kind of teetering on the side of C tier. So I think it's or yeah. C tier. So I think it's important to note that it goes S, pretty decent gap. <laughs> a, pretty decent gap. That's a big yes. thing for me. Yeah. Um, and then everything else is pretty actually really close together. Yeah. I would go so far as to say uh, everything from B to D is actually pretty close together. Yeah. Um, which is an interesting position to be. It could be could be that if how we look at this comes true, that we have a very top heavy league. It'll be hard to see in best of ones, but maybe we'll feel it by the end of winter. Um, but it's something that we're just going to have to find out. That is our final tier list, G2 and S tier, A tier, Fnatic and Heretics, B tier, Vitality and K Corp, C tier, SK, Rogue and BDS, D tier, Mad Lions, Koi, and Giant X. Damn. Yeah. How you feel? This Two was- hours, a long ass <laughs> episode. We're going to thank you again for those who join us. This is how we have know, to kick things off. We got to get it all in there. The funny thing is, I feel like I haven't even scratched the surface. There is so because you much coming into this. There's Twitter questions <laughs> yeah, and I no, forgot oh, yeah. about them. We <laughs> took to Twitter and Discord and we asked you for your questions and you guys came up with some great ones. Uh, we're going to have to speed run them through today and I yeah. apologize because we really appreciate when people do send questions. Uh, time just got away from this on this episode and yeah. I don't want to keep you guys here too much longer. So we're going to go through these. Uh, Kind of haphazardly. We're going to start with Goose at Goose Neo. Don't know if that's how I'm supposed to pronounce that, but that's what you're getting, bud. <laughs> More teams, LEC expansion in the league will positively impact the quality of play. Quick thoughts, yes or no, yeah, right I don't or wrong. think so. I don't think we have the talent to fill it up. Um, and I think the problem is it's like, yes, you can have the bottom half will creep up, but I think what you've seen in LEC for so long is that the top half just kind of stays separated from everyone. Yep. Um, and I don't think an expansion is going to suddenly change that. Yeah. And I've also noticed now that KC are in a lot, <laughs> there are a lot more requ- a lot less requests for expansions of the league. That's yeah. what I'll notice. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I think that, uh, you know, the EMEA Masters talent pool, I think that there usually is still a gap. The gap is much closer together. And I think the biggest boon is getting pros used to that professional environment and that yeah. schedule. The adjustment, the professionalism of VRLs is unmatched, but the talent pool is still, there's still a gap in some places. Maybe as we go forward in the future, it makes sense, but I don't see it right now. Uh, next, coming in from DNR at Acceptable 50 Up. I'm assuming Acceptable Soup. That's soup. Yes, I couldn't <laughs> read that. That says Acceptable Soup, not Acceptable 50 Up. You could change it if you want to, though. It'd be funny. Meme, you can tell your friends. This year is the last chance for Perk to prove he's still a top mid laner in EMEA. If you fail this year, I don't see how team's going to build the roster around him anymore. That being said, I'm still rooting for him. Yeah, I agree. I think this is the roster that is set up to enable Perks. We kind of touched on it when we talked about them. If if this is Perks failing, I don't see a team that he can try and succeed in. You brought back the magic that was that top side of the map for him. And you've also got, a, I think, a support that would be willing to play for him. Um, 
this feels like it is set up for Perks to shine. And if he doesn't, I think that's kind of where you... Then you start the conversation of, well, where is Perks actually going to be at for the following years? Yeah. I agree. I think that it's tough. I think for Perks, obviously, you want to give him the benefit of the doubt when he returns to Europe that he's going to return to form. But that hasn't been the case yet. And at a certain point, it's just not working, you know? And we have to kind of reevaluate where he's at. I don't currently think we put him as a super top mid laner. I think he's good. Mm -hmm. Expectations that he will remain good and solid. But I think that he still isn't a player that we look at to be a GOAT you know this year we'll see how it unfolds though next up is Sorry, Fedir. just write this next question it's <laughs> fedir from uh the discord lec discord well maybe we'll link it in the description if not you can just type in lec discord and you'll be able to find it it's a great place to go giant x is being hugely <laughs> underestimated wow this is poignant by people ignoring team synergy and coach gap they will finish top four this season jackie's Moneyball method is the future of league this is there's a lot to unpack here so yeah. Team Synergy, obviously, Ignar and Adwane have played together, so maybe there's something more missing there. Maybe there's a little bit more ooh, perfection there. Yeah. I don't think so, though, buddy. Um, they're going to finish top four this season. Possible. To be honest, winter, anything is possible. Don't yeah. believe it's going to happen. The last one, Jackie's Moneyball Method is the future of League. Now, I didn't know this. I tried to find out where they got Jackie's from, and if there is a public resource that people can point me to about how Excel decided on Jackie's, yeah. um, I missed it entirely, but I was looking and didn't see it. If it's a Moneyball Method... I'm going to give you a big fan, wah, wah, because yeah. I have looked at, across many, many years of being in this position, exactly. tons of different stats for League of Legends. I've looked at what I believe to be the most advanced analytics available that are, you know, gathered not by hand, not by someone's eye mm-hmm. test. Um, and they're not very deep. This game is not baseball. Baseball has a comparatively very low number of variables. And if you're telling me that Jackie's is a money ball pick, like, all I'm saying is Clutch Gaming also said in the LCS that their advanced analytics were going to take them far. And I don't yeah. I don't hear a lot about Clutch Gaming anymore. <laughs> My dude, yeah. I would love to be wrong. Moneyball would be a cool and interesting thing. I would love to have the depth of analytics necessary to make that possible. I don't think they exist. Yeah, I think it comes down to more so like you need to be able to have a very advanced AI figure out where you're supposed to be positioned based on this game state and see if that matches with Jackie's. And I just don't think that system There exists. would need so, to be, I don't know yeah. enough about statistics or machine learning, but it would involve yeah. some There's wacky stuff much. that yeah. I don't know exists. And I would love to be wrong. And if someone has something like that and they want to show it to me, I would love to see it. That's cool. That's I would love to see that technology. Yeah, Video, like thank go you. difference in CSD don't mean anything. That's yeah, <laughs> no, no. And even like Ford percentage, you know, it's it's all it's all pretty basic in the grand scheme of things. Um, Fidger, thank you so much for the question though, man. And I hope that uh, if your faith, you do have a giant X logo, I hope that your faith is well placed and it works out for you. Upset Gaming, Upset Gaming, also on the Discord says, what names will you give the new Void Creatures at Baron Herald Pit? Oh. Um, there are four of them. We will try yeah. to find four names that go well together and we will get back to you because we're approaching the end of our episode. But we What's will come the name up with the something. There's only three. That's Alvin oh. and the Chipmunks. There's a lot of duos. Powerpuff Girls, yeah. also three. If you can think of groups of four that we can use for the tiny Herald things, the Void things. Comment below. Comment below. Mm-hmm. Let us know wherever you can. Yeah. In the Discord. I will definitely steal I'm there. Them. You can tag me. Um, whatever, man. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. This has been Euphoria. It's 2024. It's episode one. We're not doing season names anymore. It just got too confusing. So it's 2024. This is episode one. I'm Dracos. That's my new co-host, Rob. We've been here. We've got Irish greetings. You've got a tier list now. Hopefully you enjoy. We're going to see you for week one of the LEC. Games start at 5 p.m. 
pre-show starting at four for this first day. So tune in. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a banger. Thanks so much for watching.